0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on WrestlingObserver Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, right, this is Kenny Omega. We're
2: listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me.
0: Goodbye and good night. Thanks. Welcome to... The June 30th edition of One Nation Radio. My name is Rich Latta, of course, here with my co-host James Boyd. James, what's going on, man?
1: (laughs) Not much. Uh, You know, it's NBA season or for free agency season, so it's it's getting wild out here. People getting paid, NFL players crying. And then I just also saw a video of, (laughs) of Xavier Woods in a... Zelina Vega shirt, and it is the size of Zelina, that Zelina Vega will wear, so it's it's medium on him. And then he walked, and then she like compliments him on the shirt. Nice shirt! And he, then all of a sudden, he takes a couple steps, and then all of a sudden, Alistair Black.
2: Black. <laughs> yep. <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about some uh, NBA free agency. We're going to talk about uh, Fighter Fest, of course. I was there in person. James watched it uh, from TV. Um, yes. And uh, we, are, Ring of Honor goes down in flames uh, Friday <coughs> night. And whatever else we come up with, because y'all know how we do here on this show, we we just wild wow the fuck out. Uh, but, yeah, the Knicks. The N-I-K-S. Knicks. Boy. Yeah. Let's losing. Let's this mixtape. Let's do it. If you guys want to um, skip the NBA talk, fast forward a little bit, but uh, the NBA has always been uh, James and I's first love here on this. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah man, uh the New York Knicks we're supposed to get Katie, Kyrie, Zion, A D, Jesus, the Son of God, um who else you wanna ho- wanna add the to Holy that? Spirit. The Holy Spirit, uh, yeah. you know Moses Moses, Cain, not alone. Abel, everybody. We we're, we're supposed to come help. You know, win that t- that team with a, a title that, that hasn't won a title since 1973. Watergate, Nixon, Vietnam War, um, Muhammad Ali, um, you know, before he fought George Foreman. Yeah, man. Will Chamberlain I... still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Afros, real ones. Yeah. Soul Train.
1: <laughs> Dude. It is just funny because if the way people are talking, if Durant had not blown out his Achilles, he may have been able to persuade Kawhi to go or not Kawhi, Kyrie to go to the Knicks. That's what that was the preferred destination. But because Kyrie's a weirdo, Brooklyn makes sense because that's where Brooklyn that's where New Yorkers Mm -hmm. the, the weirdos, the off branders uh, the hipsters, you know all the all the things, all the negative things people have to say about Brooklyn. That's where they go. So Kyrie will fit right in with the, the people talking about. Like there won't be no racism in the future. We're gonna pass all that hate. <laughs> so like that's Kyrie's definitely on that Kanye vibe. So oh my god. Def- so they he'll be at home over there with some of those uh, in the, some of those gentrified neighborhoods. The, so the Kevin um, Durant.
0: Kyrie Irving dynamic. What? How does
1: that even work? Apparently, they're very good friends. Apparently, very good and Remember, All Star Break, when they were doing all that, they were doing that whole thing, acting like they were friends. They and were supporting each what, other in public out here. Remember, remember, they were so friendly. People know that they were being friendly. They're both coming up on Fred together. And what did both of them do? Stop talking about it. You know, we're just friends. And what happened? They they friended their ass on to the same team. It's like, Boy, oh, it, okay.
0: It's funny, it, it, you know. It, you know, stop talking about it. It's not a story, you know. Yeah. That that a lot that relates to pro wrestling in, in lots of um, different avenues. But yeah, yeah uh, the Lakers seem to be on the verge of landing Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I am. rapidly refreshing my phone during this recording. (laughs) It is 8.30 Sunday night as we do this. If it happens live on air, we will stop no matter where we are, and we will talk about (laughs) Kawhi Leonard shifting the power of the league uh, back to where it belongs. The West Coast, LA Staples Center.
1: Look, I don't really care where Kawhi goes. If he goes to LA, cool, right? Because it's a really great team. But Regardless of why holding the balance of power in his hand, similar to Vince McMahon after he thought that he had bought uh, WCW before Shane said that I, I own WCW, that's cool and all. However, whatever happens, whether it's just AD and LeBron or it's AD, LeBron, and Kawhi, these fucking West Coast games need to tip off at 9 30 or 9, whatever, not 10 30. If you're going to have most of the time in the league be on that side of the, of the of the uh continent, then with all the population and fandom on the other side of the continent, they need to make some adjustments. I'm sorry, the West Coast. The, Pacific the West Town, I'm Coast sorry, has dominated 50- the
0: NBA for 20 years, sorry. star power-wise, win-wise, team-wise. Why are we
1: changing this now? Because we're smarter now, in theory, and also 80% of the fucking population lives on the other side of the coast on the earlier times. If, if the idea <laughs> is, hey, we are a business that people that relies on viewership and, uh, and consumers. So maybe we want to promote our product where most consumers can stay awake to watch it because people have jobs.
0: <laughs> hey. They they just gonna have to had to learn the life of the Laker fan,
1: you know, yeah. get down to
0: lay down. Life of the Laker fan.
1: Well, I'll put it to you like this: the reason why you have old motherfuckers talking about how great the eighties was is because Boston, New York, Philly. Uh, I'm trying to think who else popped up in there time to time. Who else i getting at eighties? That's it. Oh yeah. Well. Those three teams, three of the four biggest teams in the eighties were all on the East Coast in Atlantic time, so they got to watch.
0: Detroit at the end.
1: Detroit. Yeah, Detroit as well. So you have all those teams in Central or Eastern and Jordan as well. So those are in perfect time frames to start at eight o'clock tip off so people could watch. That's why it was the prime time of the league. And they had one team out there in the West, LA, in the occasional one year where Houston or one or two years where Houston will pop up at random points. But for the most part, it was LA as the other other of the franchise, so that's why the league blew up. Now we're at this part where so many of the top players in the league are on the West Coast. This is a problem.
0: Yeah, man. Um, what else uh, happened out here in uh, free agency? They uh, uh, a lot of bums are getting paid, uh, as we alluded to on the last yeah, show. The upper middle class. Um, I-, I won't call Julius Randle a bum per se, uh, but the Knicks gave him three years, uh, sixty-three million. And Tobias Harris re-signed with the Sixers for five years, one hundred and eighty, which is like <laughs> that's a Joe Johnson contract. Like if there ever was one,
1: um, I think that's an insult to Joe Johnson. Yeah, Joe Johnson at one point was a multiple time was or before he signed the contract the multiple time All Star. How many All Star games has Tobias Harris ever made? A smooth zero.
0: And he's the third best player on the team. What? Yeah. Now that Jimmy's leaving, is that official, Jimmy Butler, to the Heat? Or is that um, just kind of speculation?
1: Well, the way he was talking to Chad Johnson or Chad Ocho Cinco on Twitter, it sounds like he has made up his mind that he is going to get to sign and trade uh,
0: to Miami. So somebody didn't want to uh, go to Houston and, and play with uh, Chris Paul
2: and
1: James Harden? Color me shocked. Well, this is what I would say about that. If Jimmy, if Jimmy uh, Butler decided to show up in Houston— I don't think it'd be a problem. Wonder why? Sure, enlighten us. Because you already know that, this based off of the way all three of them are built, that Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler will get along splendidly. Now, as far as the James are we Harden sure thing,
0: about that though, you know, absolutely. The, because like they, I, I see them both as as Barkers, and you know, sometimes Barkers don't want to be challenged by another
1: Barker. Well, I'll put somebody it like this. got to fall in line. Think about think about how well him and Wade got together in Chicago. That one or one and a half years they were in Chicago.
0: I th- do you think Wade is more diminished in Chicago than Chris Paul is right now?
1: I think Chris Paul is smart. I think Chris Paul. The thing with Chris Paul and Harden is Harden no not want to listen to Chris Paul, even though Chris Paul may be annoying, but ultimately he's probably right more times than not. Because Chris Paul's a basketball genius. The problem is James Harden wasn't play the way James Harden plays. Now the thing with, Jim, with Jimmy Butler comes in play is um you ain't gotta worry about no Jimmy Butler and James Harden beef because the beef gets in it real quick because Jimmy will fight you. And <laughs> and James Harden would do not does not want to fight Jimmy Butler. <laughs> so that's like say for, so my standing is on that thing being a being a possible issue is like I don't think it'd be an issue. Because one, it'd be Chris and Jimmy and if James Harden wants to break bad. Good God bless him.
0: Boy, I I, I just kind of wish it would happen just to see it all blow up like a like like liquid in a chemistry measuring glass. Uh, just a laugh and like point and, and, and uh, throw shade at Daryl Morey uh, for not understanding people uh, is, is the actual value here. And <clears throat> yeah, man, um, and, and not spreadsheets. Um, yeah, man, but. Yeah, we're waiting for all these dominoes to, to collapse. And, you know, Jonas Valanciunas got three years, $45 million. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Orlando was, was was throwing out money to Al Farouk Aminu, making him their
1: ninth power forward on the roster. Um, seemingly, yeah. And... Like, imagine a league where, like, guard plays more important than ever. And wing, like, you need guards and wings and you know, more or less one or two capable big men and like or really competent, right? That aren't stiffs. That's what the league is. That's what the league is right now. And you want to consistently give like you know power five, power forwards, all this kind of bread. I don't, I don't get it. Like they didn't learn their lesson from when they were out there with Biombo Biombo and Vucevic and and Ibaka at the same time. They don't learn their lesson. Boy,
0: um. I'm waiting for this Kawhi news to drop because you know who I want to actually get at the most? Who? The Clippers. (laughs) The Clippers thought LA was theirs. They've had the better team throughout the decade, right? It doesn't fucking matter. You're the Clippers. Laker exceptionalism will live forever. Sorry, bro.
1: Like, <laughs> sorry, Steve Ballmer, Doc yeah, Rivers. It was funny to hear the jump today, and they were talking about how the Nets got rewarded for being competent um, as a rebuilding organization, so that's why they got Durant and they got Kyrie, so they're happy for them. And I thought about stuff like, what a what a load of of like bullshit fallacy that it, <laughs> it's good for it's good for that this team rebuilt itself by by being a fucking what eight seed, have seed in the east there was a six seed I believe this year okay, a six seed in the fucking East and then that's the reason why they did why they were rewarded for for that no, they got rewarded for them because Rock nation that's why. All this other stuff is bullshit.
0: Like, I am kind of like, um, it, and I texted to you earlier. Like, the league is not really like team versus team right now. It's like all these agencies against each other now, and it's kind of taking some of the fun out of the out of it for me. Uh, it, it really is now just Rock Nation versus Clutch, and then there's CAA like cleaning up the rest. Uh, but is, a, a, a but deal. is it though?
1: Is it though? Like at the top? Yeah. I, I guess what I mean by that is like neither one of these two, like, unless the this Kawhi domino drops, like, that's not necessarily I don't see how that's any different other than the the, the, the agents are black. That's kind of where I'm at now on that one. Like it was all good when CAA was out here or- helping orchestrate uh Bosch to Miami, Wade to re sign Miami, LeBron to Miami. That was all good and great. Like people completely put all the blame on the on lebron for doing all that right but the second like it's black owners and all of a sudden it's like we're talking about it's a proxy war and it's really lebron and lebron's agent, his agency versus on the other end rock nation and rock nation's influence and then you hear the stuff they talk about with, with uh leon rose or whatever and leon rose stuff you hear about him is like that sounds like normal age of stuff so what's really the problem here so I I I I don't, I don't really think that's what you or that's what you were getting at, but like for me is like when I see other people say that stuff, I get kind of like my antennas go up, comes like mm, sounds that sounds real dog whistly. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at it where like I see the two teams right, and they got Lakers on the chest, and then they got Nets on the yeah. chest. But like when you peel that back, like they got another jersey underneath, I got like you.
1: <laughs> that they kind of
0: um, and, and then. Of course, seeing how like Clutch is like infiltrated the Lakers n- prior to even uh, LeBron getting there, with the whole KCP filling out the organization and all that stuff, it's like this is like just like it's so much deeper than we imagine essentially. But and it's just like oh,
1: great. <laughs> yeah, but they did that with what's his name on the Knicks uh, or in the Nets? Uh, what's his name? Uh, There's they, somebody they those signed the Rock Nation signed to the Nets last year too. So mm-hmm. or this. Year year they just passed too so like they did the same thing where it's like send somebody out there to be a you know to report back information or how well or not or what the hell's going on with this operation and then let our top clients decide I mean it's not the worst thing in the world I mean if you're an agent and you have that means you don't have only superstar clients you have you know stop you know a theory of success we have top stars and everybody in that in the classes below you know it's a win-win for you as an agent, right? You get your middle-class person p- paid or whatever mm-hmm. else, and then you also can report back with information to your biggest clients.
0: Right. Uh, but we're gonna wrap it up on the NBA talk now, unless something yeah. else
1: pops up. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you wait. You <laughs> are you waiting out here on the Jimmy Butler news or are you really now on the Kawhi news? <laughs> what you think, like sir? <laughs> so
0: uh i'm time stamping that and i will uh you know let everyone know if they want to skip ahead but we had the aew fighter fest uh last night in daytona beach florida Uh, i was there along with jeremy and josh it was an excellent event in person the building was just electric pretty much from start to finish and just felt like you were amongst like-minded folks, and it was like everyone was was rooting for everyone to win, like not win matches. Like they were rooting for everybody to do well and everything like that. It was it was a really refreshing, uh, you know, feeling around watching uh, professional wrestling and all that.
1: Uh, overall thoughts on the show, James? From yeah, the TV perspective, because a... I haven't seen it yet. I thought it was a good show. Um, I thought that the last was it the last three matches were, were borderline very good to great, depending on, you know, um, your likes or dislikes or tastes for professional wrestling, whatever. And I think the thing that kind of sticks out to me so far through two shows of the two big shows, with AEW is that um, they're kind of giving you a, if, if you are into this, particular thing of wrestling like they have kind of something for everybody as far as different likes of wrestling like if you want spot porn the the lucha bros match is right up your alley if you want if you want a death match you get we'll give you the death rider (laughs) out here fucking up mox or fucking fucking up janela if you want um if you want a storytelling match, as simple professional wrestling, and somebody, you know, you got the Cody match. You're always gonna have the Cody match. He's always he's always storytelling his ass awesome. off. Even if he's gonna do that dumb shit at the end of the match or post match, then you have um, then you, from there you have solid wrestling throughout the card. Like they also have the Joshi match um, or whatever else. Like so, I thought I thought they kind of had something for everybody. Um and I think that's a i think that's good ultimately because um, it kind of if you are a it, it's good for if you're trying to get new eyes on it or the general fan removed or or lapsed from w w e or whatever else and then they get back into it 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 can kind of be like oh yeah, this is like the kind of stuff I used to like, so here's some of that or oh, this is something I never really considered that's cool um but it wasn't nearly on the level of um all out and I don't think it was trying to but or it was double, still a good, good show. Yeah. It was still a good show.
0: Yeah. So like when I, we got to the building there were so many people there like the line to get in was wrapped all the like do you remember the uh how the hallways looked uh from last year instead yeah. of just walking directly in they had everyone lined up going all the way down around a corner around another corner back around another corner so like I don't know what's up with their staffing and how they're, like, doing with events, but it seems like they have no staff, essentially. They're <laughs> just, like, the building is, like, just, like, letting people in. They had a couple people working the building letting people in, but I felt like I could have walked past their people without a ticket. Like, <laughs> like, hmm. like, maybe it's just a function of that building, and, the uh, you know, it kind of felt like that last year as well, and that yeah. really doesn't have anything to do with AEW, but um, I, just seeing, like, a couple things, like, I don't know how the AEW staff is going to, like, they – I don't know how deep their staff is. I, I That would be something to watch uh, as far as, like, the events. But the merch line was just absolutely is almost long. I don't want to say it was as long as the regular line, but the merch line didn't slow down until after the Cody match, and that was hours into the show. And that's wow. when I was able to walk over there and, and get something with, like, a three- to five-minute wait. And before that, it was like... Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna miss these matches, so I'm. I'll just wait and then. Gotcha. Uh, and and you know they've you know d- they killed it last night, in merch. But um, yeah. Watch as I mentioned, being in the building was just like like you you're you're rooting for for this thing to succeed so much, and the crowd will not let anything die no essentially like even like the stuff that seemed like it struggled like on twitter like even the librarian stuff and uh, oh my god all that stuff like people were into it everything was getting over in the building
1: yes because those are the because the people that are there are their version of the diehards right but the thing for me is well i think i think now we have a because it's two shows. It's a, it's a, it seems to be a trend. Like, there's no reason to ever watch their pre-shows. Like, I mean, that match, that tag match was very, very good at the beginning. Of the first match with the triple threat between SEU, Best Friends, and Private Party. That was really good in a in a in a great showcase for Private Party. But the librarian shit, oh my God, it was death watching on TV. Like, I mean, you really bad. And then the the backstage stuff with the fighter fest stuff they were doing to try to put over like what they were doing from the transition, like from um, being the elite over to um, the BR live. I mean, I don't watch that stuff, but it was like, I didn't find it funny. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people didn't find it funny either, but like, what really bothered. What really got me was like, the librarian thinks death. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like someone that doesn't, the person is not like, it doesn't watch uh, being elite every week or whatever, people, you know, you or whoever else will tell me a little, a few things that happen here and there. Like that was just death watching. Yeah. Um. So like the like,
0: we did a podcast driving home yesterday. I don't know when it's gonna like come out, and it was like a review. And what I said about the librarian thing was like, well. They have two choices right now.
2: <laughs>
0: they, they can drop it cold turkey, essentially, and I think that's what Josh alluded to, because being elite tends to, like, if something's not working or is a bit, they'll just, like, get off it or whatever. Or, like, it's going to be a long road to get it over and just, like, keep doing it. Like, and eventually it will get over, but, and it's going to stay over eventually when it gets over, but it's going to oh. take a long time uh, to, to get it over. Well, I would I, I think would say th- oh, good. Go ahead, I was gonna say I would say like as far as like the general pre show, um, if you see a match that you think is worth watching, watch it. But if you see like the the foolishness like from a mile away, like you see Levi Base versus Alley on deck or something like that, like uh, you can probably like <laughs> hand wave that. Um so it looks like they're gonna have one match, but I don't know, like it's the pre-show. There's only so upset I can get about it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm
1: just... I think the thing for me is just, like, I guess and I guess it's also what most people's concern is, especially the people that... Um, the people that are watching it that aren't, you know, the hardcore fan base is, like, I can't imagine being somebody that is a lapsed fan watching this pre-show outside of the first tag match and being like, okay, like... They know what they're doing, or this is something I want to watch further. Like, because I believe I'm trying to think what happened right after because it felt like it was a double whammy of, of stuff that was happening. That was like, yeah, Nakazawa um, and Jabeli. yeah, the neck, yeah, like those are back to back as Nakazawa and Jabeli and then the library match, the Library matches before that. But i was like, back to back, and I just like, mm. I mean, and it was over with the crowd because I remember the match. Or the matches with Nakazawa, Nakazawa last year were over at the crowd, but um, it just watching is like, yo, this dude's this is not a profane, this is not a trained professional wrestler, and Nakazawa's here selling for this dude. Like I will say this, there's a lot of medi- mediocre to uh, to crummy in that match, but when that man poured the the baby will on his chest and then did and did the, the stomp and did the slide stomp to the stenton i fucking howled
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of this stuff like and it's like, and it's a comedy match like i i like the match like, i thought it was fine um i you know i turned my brain off for it and i was like all right when's the real gonna start and, <clears throat>
1: and they also buried it too like oh, they yeah. did the match. They no, they did the match, and I don't know if you saw, but like they did the match, and then right after the match happens, this is right, right before they go live for uh, the main show, they cut to a backstage promo where Janela says, or it's not Janela, uh, Massey says, "Leave that stuff out there. I'm gonna show you how to really use it," or something to that oh, yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then The crowd popped. It was like, you just these dudes just had a hardcore <laughs> 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 match. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, man. So I don't know. My point of contention is like, all right. At least it's not going to, like, if you're going to do that bullshit, put it on the pre-show. Because if you do it on the main show, then we got to, like, dock you for it. So, (laughs) like, we got to judge you and and rip you apart for for putting that on your real show. Um, Yeah, but as far as the, like the highlights on appraisal like as you mentioned private party was incredible i have been watching yep. uh, them get they got uh, a spotlight on them in the uh, road to fighter fest uh, miniseries. and it was like a 5 minute thing explaining you know everything they their lives essentially like and in their time in the wrestling business how they met how they became a team how they you know have wrestled in hog essentially and they've had matches with the Hardys. they've done different stuff like that and these guys are it, it, they're like they're draft picks right now and How I think been wrestling for? not very long. I would probably put like I would put under 3 years if I had to
1: guess. Ah, okay. So I have a question. Do you know their names? It's Isaiah and Isaiah Cassidy
0: and Mark Quinn.
1: Mark Quinn. Okay. Mark Quinn's a star. Isaiah Cassidy, like he's like he's the guy that's going out there to get the you know, to, to get the simpy, but like Mark Quinn is like the Marquinn hot tag is already yes. like is <laughs> <it's> already <laughs> off the charts. Okay. So um yeah, like uh, they're spectacular. Yes, they're great. they but um do I can't the second Dude, I don't know what's gonna happen when they do Young Bucks versus versus a private party, but it's gonna be fucking insane. You know they're doing it at Hog uh, in July, I believe. No, I mean for AEW, oh, in like AEW. Gotcha. I mean for AEW officially, like in one of these semi-main type things, you know, a year from now or whatever else. Have to build them up to that level mm-hmm. or six months from now, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, like. I think they did the right thing. Like, they shine them, they beat them, and then they're going to have to go through the tournament, and they're probably going to be, like, the quote unquote gauntlet Iron Man, the team that, like, starts get to, like,
0: the semifinals or something. And...
1: Yeah, like, they're going to make it to, they're going to be the team that's going to, you know, shine, you know, up until, like, the semifinal or whatever else, um, or losing a final or some shit like that. And you remember, like, they'll run.
0: Yeah. And. You know? And I, I thought they executed that match perfectly. I think I went, like, uh, I didn't even rate the, anything on the pre-show, but I would have probably gave that, like, you know, 3.75 or 4, like, just because, yo, these dudes walked in there, and the crowd was like, okay, we've we, we seen videos of you, but we don't know quite how to, like, go nuts for you. And they made yeah. it real easy to go nuts for them, which which I can yeah. always appreciate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think there's one thing that's also is, like, a just just different, like, you come in like right now anyway in the ring um AW is really good at like showcasing people's strengths and kind of hiding people's flaws like i they only rest for 3 years i don't know what they are as a full on tag team that russell's a regular 2 versus 2 tag match mm-hmm. but that match, regardless of how good they are or are not yet, or how green or not green they are, that definitely was a match to built out as a way to try to um, hide whatever defenses they may have. Now, I, on commentary, they did a really good job explaining why Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Cassidy Tagged out during because you know, you rich, you always talk about how the the WCW triangle tag match, yes, about how they're so stupid, like, why would you ever tag out? Yep, and after, after, um, is it Mark or Marcus? I think it's Mark. After Mark got his ass whooped after his first, uh, way in, got that's his first time in the ring. He got laid out with a huge spot. He was out on the floor forever. It reminded me of like that one uh, Shield match where Roman was laying forever, and the crowd started yelling "Roman sleeping." Mm-hmm. But he, but Isaiah is getting whooped on and whooped on, it, whooped <clears> on <it. throat> and whooped on. Then he goes to his corner and he realizes there's somebody in the corner. You're fucked. So he's looking and he's debating on whether or not he should tag in uh, someone for SEU. And then the commentary puts over. The dilemma he's in. I thought it was great that like commentary is helping add to a match, right? <laughs> what a fucking concept. <laughs> and also, concept, like, James. And, also <laughs> and also, you know, like they always talk about, you know, these guys, the lack of psychology and storytelling. And it's like it was so there and obvious in a way that it was like anyone from hundred feet away, it felt like would have also got that. It was realized like the dilemma is, is like either he's going to die on his sword, or he has to tag. Here he's to do the you know the lesser. Uh, evil to be able to survive and try to possibly get back in and win. Mm-hmm. So um I thought I thought from that perspective like they show these dudes like aren't just and one thing I'm worried about is um I haven't looked but yet but am I gonna go on Twitter and type in private party spot monkey and then get furious. <sighs> I thought you were gonna say private party street profits.
0: So um...
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't even understand that I don't even understand that connection because like it's not like D'Angelo I'm sorry it's not like uh, D- Dawkins
0: does anything like does anything like that <laughs> yeah.
1: he's a brawler
0: Yeah, I, I haven't typed in private party spot monkeys yet but uh, you know I would encourage any of our listeners to see what you find and, and share with us um, if, if you find anything interesting uh, and thank you to everybody that Come, listens to the show and everything like that so um, yeah, on to the main card let's let's get to it we've been uh, fucking off long enough but um, <laughs> the, the card opened uh, Christopher Daniels against Shima Shima has the big match against Kenny Omega in two weeks at Fight for the Fallen and I thought this was a nice professional wrestling match um, you know and I thought it was a uh, you know two guys that were veterans with long histories against each other I was like okay I can buy into that and they had a nice match to open the card. They didn't try to like, you know, go nuts or anything.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a uh, basic match. I don't know if I would have had um, Shima kick out of Daniels, uh, you know, the Angel Wings. I don't know if I would have done that. But outside of it, I thought it was a I thought it was a, a well professional or a well um, professional. My God, I can't talk. A well wrestled professional match. Um, I'm probably went like, you know, two and three quarters to three. Mm-hmm. I went three and a half on it. Uh, and those
0: guys like, <clears throat> it, it was just like, is is real like when I think of basic good wrestling, I just be like, all right, three to three and a half, and then if you know, there's no botches or anything, I'll go with three and a half. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Shima looking for he's gonna face Kenny next. I think that's gonna be the match that really. Shows, like, what he has, um, you know, available to him. He'll get the main event time. He'll also get, you know, a hell of an opponent. So, and, uh, I, you know, unless you're, like, a super hardcore, like, into the Dragon Gate scene in in Japan, uh, (laughs) you don't really know who Shima is right now. I, I've never seen a Shima singles match until last night, and, um... You know, here on What Nation Radio, we're not really with the gatekeeping shit. So, um, <laughs> like the, if you haven't seen some before, it's okay to admit that. I, I feel like it, you know one has to say that, and you know you if you're seeing shima now and you have knowledge of that feel free to share that with us so i'd love to know uh some recommendations now that i've actually seen him in AEW, and of course i'm aware that he has a legendary career elsewhere so i kind of want to put uh everything together kind of before i see the match against kenny
1: yeah um i'm interested to see the match i don't I think he's gonna have more to give than um, what we saw against uh, against Daniels. I mean, I thought, I don't know, like if watching it on TV, it just felt like mm, Daniels seems to have finally had his age catch up with him. I mean, mm. he looked he looked really sore. It looked like everything he did look, made him feel like he did hurt. So <laughs> mind um, you, but, this guy but, wrestles we'll, we'll tag see.
0: team matches all the time. Now, yeah, good point. Good so point. him in a singles match, ain't nowhere to ro- to run and hide, nowhere to tag out. Too so, uh, but up next, uh, we had Riho versus Yuka Nakazawa, excuse me, Yuka, what <laughs> Yuka Nakasaki, I believe, and Nyla Rose. Wait, wait, Yuka Sakazaki, okay, Yuka yeah. Sakazaki. So, in my notes, I just have Yuka, so <laughs>
1: okay, well, they were chanting Yuka, all night yeah, and
0: so yeah, uh, Nyla Rose, this match fucking ruled, um, it. Seemed like once Nile Rose came off the top with that knee drop, like Antonio Inoki, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Josh was saying uh, last night, the place, like the switch got hit, and it was like, okay, we're here now. Uh, the event, Fighter Fest, has started, essentially. like, And I'm interested to see what you thought because you, you traffic into Josie pretty heavy. and Oh my um, God. I thought this was a, a hell of a fucking match.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really good to great match. I probably I probably would have gave it three and three quarters. Um, I I don't know. I it was it was kind of rough at the beginning. Like I don't know how much experience or how green Nyla Nyla Rose is, but like she had a better performance than she had at Double or Nothing. But there's still you know there's still some some work to be done. Um, it felt like a lot of times, like, you know, there was missed, like, the timing was off just a little bit, at, especially at the beginning, because, like, there is almost like they, you know, had dropped the spot or someone was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and most of it was on Nyla. So, um, but, you know, you're right, after that knee, like, things completely changed, and I like the story of, you know, these two small women have no chance, none, against Nyla, but if they were together, they can try to take her out momentarily, and then they can try to then turn to fight each other. It didn't turn into let's fight each other, let's let's take them out, and then one double crosses the other. They literally said, "No, we're not dummies. If if one of us does that, she she's gonna wake up. The bear's gonna wake up in his mauling season." So I, I thought that was a good story that they told throughout. Um, you know, I I've heard. People say that like there could this could be a long play for Nyla to where eventually she's kind of like I'm not saying exactly the same thing, but it's similar to like a Naya or a Corbin, where it's like you have all these gifts, but you don't utilize these gifts, and then eventually Hall of Pain (laughs) comes around. Like that could be the thing where like what am I doing losing? What the fuck am I doing losing to like a Sasha Banks of your Naya? What the fuck am I doing losing to? Um, a, a Riho again pinned. Like mm-hmm. I've had enough of this, and then like it, she unleashes the dragon. <laughs> right, like Cisco. Also <laughs> full Cisco shit. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, like so- that's a, that's a potential story line pain, But I do like the fact that um, you can make the save for Rio after Rio got the pin, and she was getting whooped on by Nyla, and then like after she makes a save, like Rio's like, no, like we're look just because we're both petite Japanese woman does not mean that we're fucking friends. Like, no. We're, <laughs> we're, are, we are, we are not cool. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and the face that... Um, I don't know if you've seen the face, but, like, it's memeable. The face that, like, you can make... It's, like, the saddest looking like, shit ever.
0: She looked... I could see it from, like, you know, 100 feet away. Like, she just looked... Like,
1: everyone felt sorry for her after, like, when, when Rio was like... <laughs> like, like yeah. Um, one thing I will say that about, um, about Yuka is that, like, the... The shawl she has over her pants, like the – it was almost like a banana peel, like a white banana peel that's over her pants. Mm -hmm. She needs to drop that because there are a few times in the match where, like, they were slipping and sliding because people – it's so long that it's, like, people can step on it and she can step on it at times too. So, like, that's that's just a botch waiting to happen, like a bad one. So she needs to drop that. And also, she wasn't wearing that, like, a year ago.
0: I think Nyla Rose is going to be able to get a lot of heat oh yeah uh, and i felt it in the building i heard people cat calling for rio i heard people catcalling for uh yuka just like yelling out their names cheering like 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 like, 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 like the japanese actual bands. japanese dance yes. yes. like yuka <laughs> rio so like so, to fuck with everybody i was like nyla like just like, and, like oh, no one else, like so that's funny and it was like all right i can i can see how how they're gonna how, how she's gonna be able to like if she beats up the right like the right woman on the roster if she beats the right one she's going to be a great heel and then I mean, she's going to be a great babyface eventually because people are, are going to eventually come around to what she does and like if she does yeah. stuff like that Antonio Noki knee drop and all those yeah. uh phenomenal feats of strength where she's catching people she's going to be a lovable monster eventually
1: like for some for her and Let's just say if she, you know, they just give her a, a steady diet of, of babyface Joshi's wrestle for a while, right? Mm-hmm. If you're someone like Yuga Sakazaki who's been in um, Tokyo Joshi and, like, and Asia Kong is there and Freelance is there from time to time, like, there's a wealth of Asia Kong matches to go over and watch, the, see a monster versus a babyface in peril. There's, there's literally dozens, if not, if not hundreds of those matches that the agent has done over the last twenty years. So 20, 30 years. So, like, if they set her up that, and that's her path, like she's going to get pretty good pretty fast. No. You, you, I would think so because you got really capable women that have wrestled in that sort of style and that, that basic, simple story. And like, that's a story that is that's going to stand the test of time. Giant versus David versus Goliath is always going to stay in the test of time. So, you know, whether it's Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn, or it's uh, you know, or it's Shawn Michaels uh, versus Hikaru, Sid, Shawn Michaels versus <laughs> Vader, or you know, it's always going to be there. So, they that's what that's what they have to work with.
0: And I, I was pleased at the amount of time they got uh, on that too. So, I really like this match. I was four and a quarter on it. So, how long did that go? Uh, I don't have a time. I would have to pull that All up, right. but um. Up next, uh, the men's four-way with Hangman Page, Jimmy Havoc, uh, MJF, and The Jungle Boy. So, (laughs) uh, to me, this was the weakest match of the night. Uh, You know, I thought they did some good things in the match. Of course, MJF fried the audience ahead of time, uh, you know, with his promo ability. And I believe, James, you said that he was going to, like, win Best Talker on on accident uh, if they let him just cut a couple
1: promos here and there. Well, no, I said, I said, uh, I think I said they're, that he's gonna fuck around and win like best on interviews on, and only doing like four promos on AEW, <laughs> something like
0: that.
1: Yeah. So breaking Jimmy news, Butler, breaking, breaking news.
0: Yeah. Jimmy Taj Butler. Gibson has signed a two-year, twenty million dollar deal with the Knicks.
1: Y'all back, Knicks fans? Oh, okay. I have bigger news. Jimmy Butler is officially going to get that sign and trade to Miami. Well
0: he it, it's uh he going to play hard as hell for them boys like it, look that that's on brand Jimmy Butler playing hard as hell with the <laughs> Miami Heat who play hard as hell for the 7th seed in the Eastern Conference. Congratulations, Kendrick. <laughs> Petty. <laughs> but anyway, Very. back to uh this this fatal 4 uh so and Panish ended up getting a victory here and I got annoyed when I saw Hangman Page come out. They were blowing off Pyro like he was Roman Reigns or something. <laughs> and there was like a similar feeling at WrestleMania when Roman Reigns came out for this regular ten minute match, and they were blowing off Pyro like it was the he won the main event of WrestleMania, and it was it was the same feeling. It was like I don't think this guy's like, like talking about Heyman Page right now. I don't think he's on a level right now. <laughs> like, like it's not like I don't see him as wait, that kind of star.
1: Wait, like, what kind of level do you what, what, like? What exactly do you mean? Like, what what do you what do you think they they think of him, and what do you think he actually is? Oh, let me phrase that. What do you think they think he is?
0: I think they think he is a future star. Right now, he could be in a position to just be the sacrifice to win the title because you see, like, you can't put, for whatever political reasons and optics, you can't put Cody near the title right now. You can't put Kenny near the title right now. But you can put it near a Jericho or someone like that, so you need someone for him to beat. Now, he's getting that position, but I don't know if he's going to be in a position to take advantage of it because people just don't see him like that, and he's not impressing right now to be seen like as a serious person. And I think... I don't think it's going to happen because I have faith in this company being smart. <laughs> I don't think they're going to put the title on him because I think it would be a, a catastrophe if they made him first-hand. Wait, you mean right now? Yes. Like, at oh, all no, out. Okay, so... I, but the way they're blowing off the pyro and all that, it's like...
1: Oh, you're okay, so you're thinking, like, the pyro is indicating that he might actually be a real legitimate player right now as opposed to 6, 9, 12, 15, 18 months from now. Right. Okay. Okay. All right, so it's funny that you say that because after the sh- after the match, Finichel hit me up. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I just don't see it in kind of similar way that you just said about him being their champion." And I was like, "What do you mean you you don't see him as being the champion? Who do you're the first person I've heard ever legitimately think that AEW would actually belt him up like uh, at all or nothing or, or all, out. all out?" So I was yeah. like, "What? I'm like, where did this come from, Dave?" And then now you're saying it's like maybe there's something I'm missing where I don't, or maybe I'm thinking like that's so ridiculous that like I'm just missing the like the breadcrumbs are dropping. Maybe that's what uh-huh. it
0: is. Like I would just, I would just say, like, just look, kind of like at, <laughs> like he, they put him over strong in the battle royal, uh, as a surprise entrant, like with his music, and and they gave him that huge comeback there. This joint here, I think they could have easily gave MJF the win, and then had MJF challenge him at Fight for the Fall and be like. You were in the same match as me. You lost, or right. he doesn't even have to pin Paige. He could pin Up Jimmy Havoc or some shit, right? And be like, put your shot on the line, and then whatever. But then they announced today that Heyman Paige will be fighting Kip Sabian at Fight for the Farm. Like that's not connected. Yeah. Like Kip Sabian's like yep. not someone you're going to. And no offense to Kip Sabian, like. Heyman Page versus Kip Sabian, it's a cold match with no, like, real, like, they'll build it on yeah. you know, over the next couple weeks. But just announcing it right now is strange, especially seeing you who you can put in there with Heyman Page to make him look like a superstar. My concern mm-hmm. is he does not look like a superstar at
1: all through the first two I think, shows. Well, okay, one thing about the Kip Sabian thing. Kip Sabian was, during that match, was doing guest commentary.
0: Oh, okay. I so, I, I didn't catch that.
1: Yeah, so he was there for that, like, uh, and they said that like he was gonna take on the winner of that match. So, oh, okay. Uh,
0: yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. that back
1: then. Uh, <laughs> so then from there, um, as far as like you saying MJF and um, doing MJF and Paige, I think that you save that. I think that like once I feel like MJF and Paige is what you do after All Out because Paige ain't winning in no fucking um All Out. Uh-huh. So either a you. Ha- you know, I wouldn't do this, but if this. let's say if this were another company, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, <laughs> uh, they have MJF just come out there and fuck uh, Paige at the end of the match between Jericho. Oh, man. Right, man. and then then he chased after him. They could still do that. I think that's, I think I would rather them not, like, we've kind of, I think that you say fuck finishes for, like, I mean, this would be a match that would be considered either the semi-main or main event of All Out, but um, I kind of say that like you kind of stay away from the fuck finish. As I think long you keep as possible, fuck finishes for like TV.
0: I, I think I think you stay away from fuck finishes for like a year in this promotion. Like, and well, then I, when you do that, like you pull that bandaid off, that shit's gonna sting the first time it mean, happens.
1: This this is what I'll say: if you're going to get into the fuck finish business, it has to ultimately mean something. So, him screwing him at the in the Jericho match would make sense. But for me, I would stay away from that and keep that oh, stuff yeah. only on TV. Yeah, like I, I no one, no one wants fuck finishes on New Japan shows, no one wants fuck finishes at takeovers, and you are more like that than you are the main roster of WWE. So you know, know your audience. Your audience does not want to see fuck finishes. So right. if I are them, uh, you know, I would say you do that and then you kinda start off you do all out and then like you, you immediately hit television with Paige versus MJF. That's what I that's what right. I think I think there's money in that is, like, those are the two top mid-carders. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like there is a top tier of, like, you know how we always talk about... Oh, there's a
0: class. There, there's definitely a yeah, like, class. Well, you know how we always talk right about, now. like,
1: the, the Tanahashi, Okada, Naito, Ibushi level. Kenny used to be in a level when he was still in, a, uh, still in Japan. and like There is Cody, Jericho, Moxley, and Kenny. Like, there's a top four, and then, like, they're, you know... And then, I, I mean... In, if you want to include the young bucks as an act as far as top acts, and then they will also be the, they will be the yeah. fifth act or whatever. They'd be in that top five for acts, but I just talking about singles <clears throat> guys.
0: Right. And, and anything below that. And I think that the, the middle is actually like very deep and intriguing, like even more than um, I thought with the addition of Darby Allen now. And,
1: is he officially signed, or was that just because I didn't he know signed. if that was a? He, he signed to AEW. Okay. okay, so, um, this... well, you know, for the like the year we're gonna have him before he, you know, has to retire from dying. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, uh, well <laughs> yeah, the the Fatal War was cool.
0: I think I gave it like a three and a half, and but you know, I I didn't really like. I didn't think it was great or anything.
1: I um. I thought Jungle I Boy thought, was. I thought great, I mean the most was of the show it. is or most of that match is about Jungle Boy. Yeah, really. Most of that whole thing is about Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy almost killed himself, but it yo, was that fl-
0: that movie did that shit was that shit popped everybody. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what the fuck right. that was.
1: I thought it was a great move until I was like, oh my god, he's going to land directly on his fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> but before, the, like, but the second before then, that split second before, and I was like, that's a cool move. And then i was I'm like, I'm in my, I'm just like watching. And just in horror, it was like, oh, no, like, you know, and one thing with this show is like there were there was there were plenty of moments for like it was near tragedy. So they they need to kind of need to, you know, tighten that up.
0: Breaking news. Al Horford has reached a four year one hundred nine million dollar deal with the 76ers.
1: Mm, He's taking So because Jimmy's gone and because uh, wait, hold on, is he signing the trading there? I don't think so. I don't know how they got the cap to do this. Oh well, you got to remember, haven't paid Embiid yet. Haven't paid. No, Embiid not paid. Okay, well haven't Simmons Simmons hasn't been
2: paid.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, (laughs) all right. So maybe that can help uh, Embiid, and you know, all the times that he doesn't play or whatever goes on goofy with his health, they still have another big guy that's capable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I. Is there a better four or five defensively than, than Horford and Embiid together? No. I guess. I mean, I mean, the close thing would have been like it would have been like Draymond and Durant together, but that don't exist no more.
0: <laughs> that's, that's that's gone. It's over. Yeah. The, the current, this yeah. man went to the Nets. Like I, I don't get it. Uh, but whatever.
1: <laughs> um, up it next. Fun. Well, hold on. It is funny after last year's. Um. Was that the Eastern Conference or semifinals between the the Celtics and the uh, Sixers? It is funny that like they were able to win that series because Horford could guard could <laughs> guard Simmons right so easily because Simmons can't shoot and now it's like, well, we'll take him off the table. We we will never have to deal with that again.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> boy, that boy Simmons. Uh, <laughs> Cody and Darby Allen. I thought this was an incredible match. Um, the as I mentioned, like in the preview to uh, the the social suplex preview of uh, Fighter Fest. Darby Allen is a guy I I don't identify with him at all. Like I don't <laughs> like we have nothing in common. Like like the the opposite of Whitney Houston and uh, Bobby Brown. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but he fascinates me for for whatever reason, and I feel like he gives me like you know you know a look into a world that I know nothing about, right? And, okay, so
1: enlighten me with that world. Is you know I don't watch any of the uh, you know it, any of the AEW uh, <sighs> promo stuff that to build towards their shows. I just watch the shows.
0: Yeah, like. It's like all right. They they talked about his outlook on life, and he just doesn't trust anybody. And he's like half dead inside, and he, he's like a skateboarder who takes all these risks. And mm. um, he has a very Hardyan vibe, like to him, like like Jeff Hardy or whatever. Like ah. like it, down to the punishment that he'll put himself through to do whatever. I think he's a phenomenal seller, and
1: that's you not know, selling. That's a shoot. <laughs> that came is a shoot. shoot. <laughs> talking about his selling. Yeah. It's not se- it's not selling if it's real. Yeah,
0: like and he's just so quick in the ring and, and pulls you yes. in and like I really like Darby Allen. Like I think he's a, he's a superstar waiting to happen. Um and he's going to be a guy that I think a lot of young folks connect to uh that watch AEW. I would Take extreme care with him because he can be as big as, as as they want. Like you got him and Jungle Boy is like your your young, young and private party is like your super young, you know, four or five years from now, uh type guys. Um, yeah. like he's nice a he's head. a quality like dra- draft pick for the future, I feel like. Yeah.
1: Um Hopefully he makes it there, but you know Jeez. <laughs> yeah, like we don't like <laughs> it like it's funny like this is my first time ever watching darby in a uh in a full match mm-hmm. I believe uh and people are talking about him already like how people were talking about like Osprey in 2016 like is he gonna make it, is he gonna make it ten <laughs> years from now he's gonna be around 10 years from now so I mean obviously i'm not he's a lot He's a lot smaller than than Osprey, but you get my point. Is like this daredevil desire doing wild shit, and it's like you got to rein that in, bro. It's like you <laughs> only got one head, neck, <laughs> and skull, <laughs> so you know you only got you know. So yeah, I think um I think the the risk taking. I mean, because the biggest match of his life, so I'm not only gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to cut him some slack because now he was out here like you know doing. You know, he wasn't the one that was out here taking an unprotected chair shot. He wasn't the one that's out here, you know, doing head drops. Like he was just doing big bumps. Yeah. Um, I would say this though, it, it always reminds me and takes me back to like the Sasha Banks uh, Hell on a cell match where she was bumping like a mad woman because she's a mad woman. Where it's like, look, I understand that this is a gigantic match and a big match, so therefore you should. It's. You want to do more stuff in a match to add to the stakes of it. I understand that but You are real thin and There's no meat on those bones and there's nothing on those bones besides bones and you taking bumps like that You that's a lot of punishment that uh, that people that are bigger in size have more around their bones can sustain like it's the Mick Foley thing. People think that Mick Foley was able to take that kind of punishment and do it for longer and take those kind of risks in part because of the way his body was shaped. Like, and when you're real thin, there's nothing to help absorb that kind of that kind of trauma. So, it, and force. You so, can't get those bones back. I, right. So, I mean, hopefully, he's not doing this every time he's on AEW television because. That mm-mm. that's not that's not healthy. I've that heard is, he's had matches with surgeon. Walter and Walter oh, like
0: beat the shit out of him before. I haven't seen the match, but oh I but like, he's wrestled everybody, essentially. He was an evolved guy and so wh- everything like
1: so that. So what you're telling me is that like there there may there may be a shot or video footage of Walter touching this man's heart. Yes. Ugh. Oh.
0: Yes. But uh back to the match, like with Cody, like I thought this was incredible. Um amazing story here. Cody's like just like the the literally the opposite of Darby Allen when, when I saw the match like announced it was like I don't fucking get it at all like it's like whatever and then you see like the entrance and then uh, Darby Allen like is just staring at this man who has everything he has he has it all like he's the golden guy is like the crowd loves him. He's you know EVP and he he has his woman with him and Darby's just like this black soul that's that's there like but like he's like he's like all right I'm gonna make a name off of you guy and no matter yeah. what Cody ended up doing to this guy and Cody ended up snapping at different points during the match like why doesn't you know why hasn't my offense like finish this little fucker like and right he could not beat that man and I
1: thought that was. When when I figured out what they were doing, I was like, "This is awesome!" Like for me, it was almost if if I, there was a time machine that I can go get uh like two thousand, like late two thousand heel two thousand thirteen heel Randy Orton and have him have a match against like against like one two three kid <laughs> like. The updated version of one two three kid like that's what that that's what I imagine that match would be like and the whole idea is like we we're trying to get him over in a similar fashion to when he beat Razor like yeah. like we're not gonna beat him because that chill we're not going to go there yet but like if we're gonna give him something to say like this dude has a this dude has something to him and you would have drawn, like, that's what I imagine the match would be similar to. And it was funny, because I thought about the Randy Orton stuff of, like, he's just working slow, methodical, and he's working at his own pace. He don't give a damn about these fans. He just wants to beat this dude and just show that he's bearing or he's just, you know, he can do whatever he wants. And then all of a sudden then he breaks out the Garvin Stomp, and then he does, like, the the Randy Orton pin where he'll, he'll you know, front cover, and he puts the drop that forearm across his face and just lean up. I was like, okay, okay Cody, okay. Um... But, yeah, for me, watching it on TV, like, the first beginning of the match was was fine. Then the middle just dragged. And then once people, once you kind of, like, crowd woke up realizing, like, oh, my God, this might go towards the draw. And people started seeing, like, it's going to get to the draw? Like, that's when it got great. And, you know, um, I think
0: it was so effective, too. It was because it wasn't the only, the draw didn't just come out of nowhere. It was like. All throughout the night, they were announcing match times. Right, and I don't know if they yep. did this at double or nothing. And they did I, not, not to that, not
1: that I remember. Right, no.
0: and I thought it was effective because the first time I noticed it was in the Nile Rose match. Like, and and I was like, oh, I, I like that. Like, like whatever. And then you saw it like they set the stage for this. This is what we talk about: insurance. That this created insurance. Like, all right, this can happen now.
1: Yeah, and also the thing that it helps them with is they don't want to, you know. At least early on, the word is they don't want to do fuck finishes and nonsense. Well, that's what the time limit draws for. Is, is that's the way to get out of it. Like, you're, n- you're not going to be like, you're not going to be mad at the Booker. Uh, I mean, unless they start drawing you to death, right? Yeah, but like, they're you're not going to, yeah. they're not going to, you know, be, you know, unless they abuse it, like. And you treat it responsibly like you can get value out of all right, we'll run the match back later and you wanna see it. Or or make you want to see a match more than you thought. Like this Darby Allen Cody match, part of this match like, okay, it's a cool match. I never wanna see it. Like see I want to see it again.
0: Yeah, and, um, and it's not even something that I need to necessarily see soon. Like they could come right, back to this right. in a year or whatever, like and be like, "All right, run it again." And if imagine if they do another draw, and they put like, that on
1: TV, they, they could put that on TV right. when they start this off in the first month, and then people will be in on this, and then and then like people that didn't watch fighter fest might be like, "I don't, I don't get it." But there's a story there now.
0: Like, and, and the and the deal is like. He was dead to rights essentially. If there was more time, but he didn't lose. Right. right? right. Next time he could have Cody dead to rights or whatever. And then yep. what do you have? A third match where you can finally put the guy over. And and guess what? A star is born. Like. So. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: so. I think.
1: I think. Um. I think the play for for Darby Allen ultimately is like to get him. How old is he again?
0: I will look that up.
1: He's probably young. Very um, but, young. But. Yeah, I mean, this. You, I don't think you take a bump like that at thirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think that the play ultimately is to get him elevated, to get him in the mix with like you know six months from now he's fighting MJF, like that is. You know, or you just a bunch of people I want to see like slap the shit out of MJF. But you get know, my point. <laughs> and, like ultimately, dude, like everybody. you want him in that middle card. You want him in that in that mid card hunt right now. Like and dude, like that could be a feature feud for him. And that, like Allen versus Jungle Boy. Uh, right. Like that could be like a you know that could be a thing for multiple years. Darby Allen was born in
0: 1997, so he's either 21 or 22. Yeah, right now. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> young stars. Um so yeah up next uh oh yeah after how can i forget this the (laughs) after the match (laughs) the draw happens and uh darby comes in and out of the body bag i went four and a half on this he comes in and out the body bag and everything like that does the draw and kind of like slinks and disappears I wish they would have kind of did more with that. Like had him stood stand up with Cody essentially. And either Cody can be like, I respect you or something like that. I don't know. Like I, I wanted a little bit, some more there, but maybe they were just trying to minimize that for what happened next.
1: Do you want, do you want to hand him a house mic and he says, I respect you Booker man? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I mean, you know, I just, I
0: just wondering, all, look, just all wondering. it takes is the look. All it took, all it, t- it, it would have taken was the look essentially. Okay. Like, and, um, they basically okay, and, and and to tie that in, when the British Bulldog beat Bret Hart at SummerSlam '92, he yeah. was either high or whatever out of his mind, and you know he was like just so happy or whatever.
1: I be- I believe the story is that he was high on crack the night before. Correct.
0: And, and Bret Hart like strung together that match or whatever. And then at the end, Brett was really trying to get the Bulldog to look at him to essentially like make the audience cry, essentially. But Bulldog was just caught up in the celebration, just like whatever, and never looked at him or whatever. <laughs> like, so I thought that could have benefited from like a look. I don't know. Maybe I missed it because it wasn't on TV
1: or whatever. Or I didn't. Well, I, 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 this is what I will say you know, it could have been worse as far as the Bret Hart thing. Like, Someone could have told Earl to tell him to get the fuck out of his ring. God damn
0: it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, Sean Spears comes out. Uh, he has a different Sean. Yeah, a different Sean. He comes out, um, has the mohawk, of course, new hairstyle, and he looks fucking
1: jacked. Do you, do you see that? What does this man look like in the shirt now? Yeah, he probably he looks kind of like how he looked when he was in XC. like the 2014 edition. When he was out here tagging with um, Jason Jordan.
0: Yeah, what well, is man been in that weight room? Like, yeah. I don't know what the wellness policy in AEW is well, if, if there is one. Speaking of not. wellness
1: policy, you see, we'll get to it probably later. But you see Dalton Castle's back.
0: Yeah. Um. So Cody turns around and gets waffled uh, with the steel chair in the dome piece. Um. Cody has his hands down controversy ensued because we don't see these uh in wrestling too often anymore pretty much anywhere in the world um they like it sounded off uh with that tin and the metal piece looks like it like wrapped around his head and he was bleeding in the back of his head I was sitting so far away of course when we found out he was bleeding I was like before the match, sir, I was like, "So what? 1985 shit is uh, Cody gonna do tonight?" It didn't happen <laughs> or whatever. I mean, he went to a time limit draw, but whatever. Um, the I was and I was like, "This fucker can't help himself from blading." But then I realized he wasn't blading when I watched watch it back. Um, yeah. I
1: at first at first like he got hit and I was like so disgusted. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're doing headshots and not, in t- 2019. 19? You goddamn dummies!" And then like all of a sudden there's a pool of blood. I was like, "Did he blade?" And then you see the replay, I was like, oh, he didn't blade. The 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 bottom lip of the uh from the top part of the uh chair end up catching him on the back. Yeah. So then, you know, after the match anyway, they say that like, well the seat was gimmicked, but that ain't what got him. What got him was the lip part. So it's like okay, so you couldn't gimmick that part because I, I, and, then it, and then it's like, the answer is, whatever the answer is, ultimately it's like, maybe we shouldn't just, maybe we should just not do any of this.
0: Yeah. I, I think the deal was like, Cody, like, and Sean Spears, like, I can trust Sean Spears to do it. He's professional or whatever. And he just whiffed. Like, <laughs> that, like that's like, and I think Tony Khan said, like, we can build the, the world's safest airplane, but it's still like, somebody got to fly that shit.
1: Like, so. Right, right, right. And, and, and I don't, I don't really, I don't necessarily blame anybody as much as just. Let's just not do it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Like,
0: yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. Like, you know me. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, these he people gonna do whatever they do in the ring and all that. But. It was like, wow, it was a moment. And then the only thing I didn't like was when I watched it back on commentary. They were talking about CTE testing and stuff on all that. I was like, stop. Like, that's not, that's not the road you want to go down with that. Did they
1: say CTE testing? Yes,
0: yes. And I'm like, first, someone has to die before you can do CTE testing, as far as I yep. know right now. And B, they could have said a bunch of other things like you know he may have to go in concussion protocol he 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 may have to you know like how would this affect him going forward just like different things like that they could have done yeah. rather than
1: they could have a... talk they could have talked about the injury similar to how they talk about like how uh hell in a cell changes you after going through it or cage matches or whatever else rather they could have done that too rather
0: yeah. than saying CTE and then people holding up a flag and say yeah yeah, yeah CTE <laughs> that could happen to somebody I'm like I feel like it was, like, you, you, you hung red meat uh, for yeah. for people that want to, like, tear you down right there by yeah. mentioning My, that CTE stuff. Yeah,
1: I, I would say this. <clears throat> if you're doing a spot that you're going to have people on commentary come out and say CTE about, then maybe, just maybe, you don't do the fucking spot.
2: <laughs>
1: like, there is always that option. <laughs> yeah, there's always the option of not hitting people in the fucking head or dropping them on their head. Like, I mean... You know, like that's that's kind of where I'm at on it. Like, just don't do it. Like, if I mean, they do have the old school vibe of he, I mean, I don't know. I, they could have done something else. There's a million things you could do to where you could have put him on the shelf or what have you. And the thing is, like, when is the Fight for the Fallen show? Two weeks. So, Cody, in theory, was supposed to, let's say his head doesn't, he doesn't get his head busted open, right? He doesn't get hard away by the chair. Um, In theory, he's supposed to have. How devastating was his injury if he's going to just go and fucking wrestle two weeks later at um, against the Young Bucks, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like the the timing was different. It would have made more sense like if there was a layup... Like let's say this happened after All Out or not All Out, but Double or Nothing, leading into this. Like okay, so he's been gone for a month. That explains why he can "quote unquote" recover. blah, Blah 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 blah. Like, but you know. You take a shot like that, and then there's and then there happens to be blood, which makes it which even builds even more. Like, I mean, they're gonna have something for their eventual uh, thing, and I mean, they had they do have a story when they show uh, on yeah. Twitter with with uh, I'm I'm always gonna call him Ty. I'm sorry, but like when Sean Spears uh, put up the thing about how he's, he's pitched that Cody called him a good hand, like it's a story. Right, instant, instant story and middle thing it's like. And also, they the were Co- like
0: tag team partners like from years ago, and like this is like gonna be Cody's like his personal story that he gets to do. Yeah,
1: like Cody, Cody's almost one of like a, almost one of the things where it's like I'm just gonna wrestle like all people that are like con- he's, he's he's trying to go like the Spider Man route like everybody that like is a, a revolved or been in parts of my career I'm just going to wrestle on AEW and like so I have an easy story and we can just tear into each other eventually like so it's go- like so. Cody is gonna have like a nice little run for a while. I mean, I think I think it's really cool how He set up in that way like he's the storytelling guy kind of he's a story old-school NWA Attitude Erish kind of I guess I have to say attitude Eric because it fucking headshot, but <laughs> huh. So you got you kind of have him as that right now, and then you have uh, You have Ambrose as like this fucking maniac who's doing all these you know This this all all the he'll do whatever it takes to whoop your ass right? To bust your head so and then like kenny and the young bucks like they're kind of in some type of um you utility utility role right now like i think kenny's gonna kind of get out of that heading into all out but like they all have like these roles that are kind of cool right now and like they kind of have separate identities as opposed to like oh yeah these are the top five guys and they all do and they're all doing kind of different things so i think that's kind of cool um
0: but, um, yeah, going forward, it looks like it's going to be Spears and Cody uh, heading forward. It should be mm-hmm. interesting to see see what they can come up with because there's nothing that's going to motivate you, like, one, to prove something. So yeah. uh, those who, <laughs> that, like, well, like that old Ryan Kendrick, something to prove.
1: Wow. So after after this, right, like, what do you think, where do you think ultimately, like, in the hierarchy, he kind of, uh, Sean Spears kind of lands after this Cody thing?
0: I think he's, like, essentially going to be the top like mid-carder like that's a heel like this this made him a heel now
1: Um Like right, even above MJF or do you think he'll be like in that t- or he'll be in the top top of the mid-card in that mix
0: he'll be at the top to start then with the idea of like eventually he's going to go upside jungle boy's head eventually he's going to go mm. upside like you know uh, Darby's head eventually he'll, gotcha. he'll go upside hey man I have to find him at some point like different shit like yeah, that so yeah. gotcha. he, he's gonna Okay. Get, He's gonna be a good hand. Like <laughs> But oh, but I think he's gonna be like a lot more violent for some reason. Like there's like, well, like there's a look that I saw um on him last night that was just like he looks way more swole. He has the different haircut and he looks just like he has no soul and he's intense. So <laughs>
1: He, he's No, he said you think he's going to be more violent. You said it's because of the look. It's like, no, it's because he bounced the fucking chair off Cody's head. Right, like, and
0: then show him what I the fuck, fuck he's capable so- of like that. Like, he's going to lay a motherfucker <laughs> out. Cody had 12
1: staples or some shit in his head. Yeah. Um,
2: like l- uh, Luckily, no here's another
1: thing. Right. Here's another thing, right, that I don't like them doing. They came out and said that, or either Cody said it or uh Tony Khan said it. One thing I did not like them saying was, immediately after he got to Staples, they said he had no concussion. It's like, motherfucker, like, we all, I don't know how many people know about how concussions work, but like, just because you don't have a concussion like right that fucking moment after the immediate trauma does not mean you did not suffer concussion or you're not going to have symptoms the next morning or a day or a couple days after. Like, that's not how that works. Right? So, like, I didn't like them coming out and trying to mean like, say like, oh, well he has no concussion, nothing to see here, move on. Like, no, like, it's okay. Just say, look, man, mistakes were made and we'll move on from there. Like, Because if this shit pops up later, that some, if, if a situation like this com- comes up later, like there's a, leaves a, lump- a huge opportunity for something else to pop up on the back end where it's like, oh yeah, like you had this late onset concussion and now like we can't use this dude because we, you know, and people are going to look at you crazy. So I, I, don't, I don't think that was a good idea for them to come out there and say that. And like that declarative anyway.
0: So up next, it was the. The Elite, against the Lucha Bros and the Laredo Kid, and these fuckers came out dressed as uh, Ryu and Ken, the building turned over. When that shit happened, like, (laughs) I heard that Street Fighter music, I was like, these guys are fucking geniuses, like like kenny was like yeah uh like like that's why the the videos or whatever let up like Kenny was like yeah i I got y'all some new new gear uh since y'all like we we didn't get your regular gear well i took care of that or whatever and when you see them going around in the fighting stance like you're in the mortal Kombat or excuse me like you're in street fighter (laughs) i was fucking like just i just died laughing like like they're so self-aware they're they're almost like the opposite of where everyone thinks they are. Like, like it's like, bro, I I love the Bucks. I love Kenny. Like this is like This shit was great. Like like uh Kenny was dressed up as a Kuma. And of course like,
1: this okay, so when did you realize or at what point do you realize that Kenny was gonna be Akuma?
0: Josh like told me immediately because you know I can't
1: see like that so
0: like oh. it's like he's oh his yeah. hair is red like
1: <laughs> no 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 I meant no I meant like did you realize or did y'all like did it come to you that like oh my god Kenny is going to come out as Akuma like after like it's me like the second those two came out as Ryu and Ken I was like oh he's gonna be Akuma
0: no yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't know what Kenny would be oh like, okay
1: that's what I, that's what I immediately assumed and then like he came out I was like dude like can, I don't give a damn how much money he makes I don't care like what Platform he's gonna be on. Kenny Omega refuses to not have the worst fucking hair you've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it looked he had it up in a bun and in the dot. Like, do you see how the dot was getting on the mat every time he took bumps? Nah. Yeah, wow. like that wasn't blood that was on that mat. That was his. That was his spray job. but wow. like, it was. Yeah, I was like, yo, Kenny, you, you bugging, bro? Like
0: he <laughs> <laughs> was like, they, the hair <laughs> gonna match <master laughs> the gear or, or the aesthetic? You know, uh, you know when it comes to him, but. I fucking love this match. This is Rich Ladders well, Pro Wrestling, flying oh, all around, won. and and the um, Lucha Bros when they came out. I loved their music, and this is actually another Hangman point that that I, I came well, and I was and the guy that was sitting next to um Josh on the other side, like we were talking about it, it was like. You can just feel it like when certain like you know music comes and then when Hamilton's music plays like you don't like feel that shit. Like like when it plays like oh, so you see that
1: western shit that shit
0: <desirable>. <spannends> like like if you're like awesome you're yeah. the rock Dun. like and this one's just like Dun, like it's just smooth like and there's nothing wrong with smooth but if you're like
1: I don't know it doesn't like it don't connect I think I think it worked better. I, I think that music worked better, or Hangman's music worked better in um, in New Japan um, than it does here, at least so far. Like, it just because I, I, you. I don't think you watch. I don't. I think you only saw the is it Darby Allman the one you've seen TV copy of right? I saw
0: that, and I saw like half of the uh, Six Man.
1: Okay, well. You know we talked about how NXT is like they've chosen what their what they want their what the theme of their of their or their soundtracks to be, right? Yeah. Like it's pretty did, much did like, you like the fight Fest one. It is Triple H is picking Triple H is picking out like The Rock is he is curating The Rock sound selection soundtrack and like look, I like Triple H's taste for the for the for the for that, but like ultimately like look at where. Most of the streaming is being most of the streams are going and look at what the charts look like. That's not representative of what yeah. the youth or pop culture is really into. Bro, we were cranking so, the
0: whole night during to to the theme song and, or whatever and in the crowd. Oh, cause
1: they were, so they were playing that. They, they were playing, playing that all throughout so. the night. Okay, that's that's what I was getting at, is our, like AEW on the other hand, they're they're more in tune with what is actually being played. Around and it's like that little thing there shows me, or that little thing there is like, it's interesting. I'm not saying it's in, it's indicative of anything, but I think it's interesting. It's just something to kind of keep your like, oh, okay, like, the, the small thing is kind of like, okay, that's interesting. Like they kind of, and in their music. I mean, I think it's cool that uh, for some of them, like uh, Yuga Sagazaki, what at all? I'm sorry, at double to nothing, she came out to her. Tokyo Joshi Pearl music, the, the, I, 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 you know, that nonsense as so i like, uh, whatever. But then like, she has her own music now. So like, it was, I think it's cool that, you know, first show in we'll play, we'll play the hits. And then like, now we're going to transition to like, what, what you're going to be here now. Like they're not calling it a dirty D's are calling it the paradigm shift and right, stuff like that. Right. So, um, so I, I, I just thought that was something. The note that I thought was interesting, as far as, but yeah, I do like the Lucia Brothers music. Yeah, and shit. I do like hard. the fact, that, like they, come, like I, another thing I like about them is like they come, they come out and they're in the fucking warm ups. Yes, I fucking <laughs> love
2: that shit. Like,
1: yeah, like, like we going to work. Like, yeah,
0: like, yeah. like, like, like we coming out here to, to fuck somebody up. Um, yes. but I thought this was absolutely incredible. Uh, Laredo Kid was awesome. Kenny and the bus were awesome, like that Ryu and Ken shit. That shit bought me like that bought a bunch of real estate with me. <laughs> um, and it, you know, real quick, who who did you like between Ryu and Ken in the game? Uh, oh, I always pick Ryu. Okay, I always pick
1: Ken. So <laughs> <laughs> see, see, look, jingoism. That's pure jingoism on you end. Know, I I just like okay, well, you know, I, I they both work the same. It's like I just pick the. I just picked the guy that's the, that's like the first player. Yeah. Like normally in the, in the screen, it was always like the first player. Then Ken was second.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I was like the red. You know, my, you know, I was like the red gi. So thought that was cool.
1: But um, yeah, I, mean, I think that's another part about it, It's, like I never really saw many martial arts where people had the red keys, right? Like, I, yeah, I was, and I like I you know I did taekwondo when I was a kid, so I was like I'll, I'll take it like.
0: Yeah. Uh, this was five stars. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. You know, I'll never get sick and tired of this match. I, this style of match, it's real hard to fuck these up. And I think you can only fuck them up when you're not reading the temperature of the room. And I thought that they had the crowd eating out of palm of their hands the whole time. And it was just like, wow, what else can they do? Oh, they topped it. Oh, they they did a kick out. Oh, everyone's still with them. Oh, this everyone's still going crazy. Oh, everyone's like. Watching these motherfuckers fly all around. Oh, there's a comeback. There's a fucking uh, shuriken or whatever. The Hadouken shit.
1: And it was just like... I loved it. <laughs> Especially okay, in the so, building. I hated the Hadouken thing because it's like... Like, come on, guys. Like... it. I would say this. If they had gave them a double palm strike in their midsection and they both fell off of that, I could, I could I can be okay with it. But like they literally sold for the fucking plasma for the for the invisible plasma uh fireball. Like uh, okay. Okay. All right. Sure. But um, you know, I mean, there's too much shit in happening in that match you even count. That I, can't so even that. I can't this even. I I'm not trying to review it or whatever else. Like story, what story? Like on the on commentary before the match started, they literally called it an all. It's like an all-star game. Yes, That's what he <laughs> said. It's a fucking all-star I, game. That's great. I was like, I was like, see, like at least look. Sure, fine. It's exhibition. They just out here doing shit and. Um, I, I don't really know how to rate the match. Like, I would give it a customary four and a half. Like, that's typically how I give, like, yeah. great. At this point, with NXT and, like, their tag matches, that's kind of where I am with, like, um, that's kind of where I am. Like, you give me a kick ass tag match, and it's not, like, the best thing I've ever seen in my life with some huge story and, like, uh-huh. mega gigantic kickouts. I'll just give it a customary four and a half and call it a day. Like, what? So, if you want to if people, like, what do you give the double or nothing match between the Young Bucks and uh, the. Four uh, and three Bucks? quarters. Four and three quarters? Okay, so, like, if you want to give it five, it's, it's five. If you want to give it, you know, four and three, cool. If you want to get four and a half, I'll give it four. Like, for me, it's like, it's whatever. I'm, the, like, my, I turned my brain off. I was just watching just just this spot. <laughs> I was just watching spot porn at that point. Yes. I was like, this is awesome. And then, I mean, but... 6 There are certain things with the camera angles, like, that... Oh, yeah, they did a better job overall in the night than at Double or Nothing, but they still struggle mightily at, at trying to catch action that is like dives and flips and stuff like that. They're still very bad. They're still bad at that and missed stuff. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and one thing I thought that they didn't, they were not good at is because they're holding a tight, ty- they're holding a lot of the work is done from the hard cam when they're not constantly switching. Like let's say WWE, um, One thing that they are not as good at compared to WWE is if they're shooting from the hard cam, they know how to focus the hard cam on exactly what you need to focus on and, like, never mind the shit that's happening outside the ring that will distract from the match. Like, there are plenty of times during the match on the TV copy where you see Laredo kids in the ring and it's his turn to get the heat on him and, like because the Lucia Bros have both been laid out on the ringside, you'll see the Lucia Bros because, like, they're it's almost like they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next because it's, it's, quote, unquote, their turn uh, uh, coming up soon. Like, you see them standing on the apron, You're standing against the apron, both of them, and they're, like, communicating or whatever. It's so just like, why am I seeing this? <laughs> so, like, and, and I'm sure from, you know, you watching it live in the building, it's, it's something you don't even think about because, like, whatever, right? Because right. you're just watching the match and, like, you know, people, you know, take breaks on the outside or whatever but it's like it, certain things this. that were happening in tag match were like distracting that were happening on the floor. It's almost like if you're watching like um like a Royal Rumble match and then like like let's say the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble match where like there were a bunch of times where like women were getting, just going underneath the bottom rope yeah. and they were they were hitting cues trying to get back in. Like you'd be distracted if you saw a shot a hard shot of the camera and it's wide out and you can see people laying on the floor from the sides. Like it would be distracting. So They need to try to figure out how to... Not do that.
0: <laughs> I and also in, from the in-building perspective, and this was a thing all night. They would, weren't showing the action on the screen, so there were like a really? chance the, the whole thing. And it was tough to see everything when someone dive out the ring. It, but Kevin like,
1: Dunya, huh?
0: Yeah. So like, I wouldn't mm. be able to see like actually what they're falling on or whatever like that. And then they would show a replay on the screen, and everyone would cheer like, "Yay, leave it up!" And then it's like, "Get the screen, get the screen." You that's may what have, they were cheering. Yes, that, that's what they were cheering throughout different times, like throughout the Man. night.
1: I don't understand the need. I don't understand the need for like the, for people to, I, okay. Regardless of how big or small a building is, if it is, if it is a, uh, if you are above a story above the ring, right? You are going to need, a screen to be able to catch some action that you miss because there are people doing a bunch of athletic shit at a fast pace and diving here right. and there. I don't give a damn what company it is. So when Kevin Dunn does not put shit on the or, or like the Tacoma Dome show that the people were talking about, about how like they didn't never, they never, there's no Titantron above head or Jumbotron above the rings. So and so they don't put it on the Titantron or whatever else. Like you are hindering the quality of your show and. In that particular situation, we've been—I've been, I've been that building before. Mm-hmm. Just this last year, the CEO show. That show is big, en- or that building is big enough to where if you're sitting in a certain seat, like you're going to miss some action. So put it on the fucking put the damn screen right. up. So and, we can and, see.
0: and where we were sit- sitting was kind of like where we were sitting. All right, like remember where, think about where we were last year. We were yeah, really yeah. like um, if you're watching on TV, it's, it's up. And then over, but on the floor, kind of like like we were like a row or two off the ground. So it was okay. like we're kind of looking across, trying to see whatever. And I can see um, I'm directly behind the turnbuckle, like just extended like a hundred feet out or whatever, mm-hmm. like or you know two hundred feet out. And it was really you tough. 200. Yeah, yeah you weren't that far like, you like maybe like maybe like a like hundred feet far. or whatever. I don't know. And <clears throat> it was like well. I can see a lot of this stuff, but I can't see all of it. So I think gotcha. you know, if I could suggest anything, not that they'll listen, but um, put a fucking screen <laughs> up. Um, you know, that goes for all
1: promotions. But yeah, um, like if you have a screen, put the, put the feed up. It's not it's not that difficult. Yeah.
0: Then uh, that was the main event of the of the show, the uh, Elite versus uh, Loser Bros. Kenny got oh the God. got the victory over uh, Laredo Kid. And
1: oh, so one thing yeah. did you notice or in in the building after the show do you notice that like it seemed like Kenny and in Pentagon were like going back and forth
0: yes like like okay. yeah like we got smoke we'll, we'll see one day like <laughs> like okay. and Kenny got the match with Shima and then of course he got Moxley it all out but i would be hard pre- I would think there's going to be another match there i would think if there's, there's
1: going to be another if there is another pentagon if there is another pentagon match can we please for the love of god get them some fucking wins like they can't, they can't just be, they can't just be the fucking elite jobbers.
0: Yeah, I that's why I think they're gonna do another Bucks Lucha match, and I think the the um loser Brothers are gonna win. Like they should. Yeah, and like they beat them in Mexico a couple weeks ago for the Triple right. A belts,
1: but in AEW.
0: Right. I, they, I think they can have like a ladder match or something, and you know they can they can beat the Bucks there and do that. Um, up next, uh, we, you know, the show ended essentially, and then we got an announcement that there was one more match uh, that was unsanctioned, the lights out match between John Mosley and George Nell. and didn't like, you know, I, I heard on commentary, like, uh, they were saying, um, yeah, you know, this is the regular, uh, you know, we got one more match after this and whatever, but. It was real nice to see um, another motivated guy get another shot in Joey Janella And I'm just going to say it. And James, you might look at me crazy. Or, and people that hear this might look at me crazy. This was the modern day Terry Funk versus Mick Foley. So <laughs> when, when you think about people wanting to, to put themselves through hell, when you think about the aesthetic that each of them carries, uh, a, a, a Northeast guy in Joey Janella, Joey Janella, just like Mick Foley, who's willing to, do, to literally die to become a legend in the ring. <laughs> like I, it lines up with, with uh you know John Moxley Terry Funk essentially who is oh. a worker who
1: can wrestle that deathmatch shit I didn't think I I, didn't, I never thought of the funk and foley stuff but like what was happening to me while I was watching it um or at least after mainly after my thoughts were like I started comparing it to like Foley Edge Foley Orton mm-hmm. Foley Triple H Foley rock. I started comparing it to Foley, like classic Foley matches, hardcore matches, or matches that were, you know, hyper violent. So, Mm -hmm. um, in my mind, that's where I went. So, I, I, but I never thought like one in particular was actually Foley or or the other one was. I just thought of it as like, let me compare this to other like quote unquote hardcore matches or stuff that, you know, hyper violent matches that I've seen that are like in North America, that are in like WWF lore. So, that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I, uh, that's where I went with it. So, like, for me to hear the Funk Foley thing, like, granted, like, you know, people are going to bristle at that because, like, oh, yeah, b- by the way, like, today's Terry Funk's 75th birthday. Happy but, birthday, Terry Funk. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I understand why people would bristle at that, but as far as, like, the quality of the mash, like, it, it was up there, and I was like, they did stuff, like, like that spot with the feet, because I have a thing I about feet. I ain't never
0: seen no shit like
1: that. Like, you, you know me. Like I have a thing about feet. Where like, I don't fuck with feet in no way, shape, or form. Keep them fucking hooves away from me. I don't give a damn what they look like. Also, so,
0: wash your feet.
1: <sighs> yes, that too. Always so, remember,
0: wash your ass. One Nation yeah. Radio. <laughs> so your
2: ass, like,
0: your legs,
1: your <laughs> feet. <laughs> so, um so for me like once he took the shoes off I was like no <laughs> no <laughs> i was like bro he's gonna beat his ass and take his shoes like- <laughs> no that, that's what i thought i thought like no my main thought was like he's gonna drop him on the fucking thumbtacks and then sure enough like they teased like he's gonna do it and they didn't and then all of a sudden he basically atomic dropped him onto the st- i was like god damn it and i was like i was like oh the whole rest of the match but like i mean granted they built towards that but like I, I thought it. I thought it was a classic hardcore match, and for a person that doesn't really like, that's not my thing. Like, I'm not into, I'm not really into horror or, uh, I, I, you know, TZW shit or whatever else. Like, so my 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 kind of like, uh, memory bank for that sort of stuff is limited. But like, it was up there amongst the best stuff I, I I've seen in that genre. And I'm, and I'm not no expert on it, so like, don't come at me talking about what about. X. What about Dungeon Master Forty Nine versus uh, Doomface? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I never watched a nigga, yes. so I don't uh, even know people. I'm just making up names, but you, yeah. my point, like I don't, I don't know. Don't come to me, but I'm just like for my for my small, my small like uh, bank of that stuff. Like it, it raced with the rest of that stuff.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm not. I don't really traffic in the death matchup, but I appreciate it. Uh, and I don't, it, to, for me, how I kind of look at it. Right, it, as long as it's not just people whacking each other with like no. Kinda like reason, like all right, I'm gonna just hit you with with a fucking light tube. Now I'm gonna just hit you with a fucking light tube. Now, right? There must at,
1: like, be a, there must be a story of escalation and yeah, finishing.
0: like and I thought these two like everything they pulled out, they were trying to up the ante and right and like just all what? right, going to take it here. I'm going to take it there. Now I'm going to take it here. And then like, it, right. it seemed like it, it worked out well. And my concern going into the match was uh, my, my thing. Whenever I've watched Joey Janela, his matches always go way too fucking long. And like, and, and, <laughs> and, and they go way too past the peak. Like, you know, and it, my, my thought for Mosley was, all right, Mosley's going to, going to essentially be close, be able to know how to close this match off. And it
1: was flawless in that, that regard. And, yeah, because this is much, this was a lot of years beyond um, that fucking match he had with uh, with with Hangman and um at all out all in last year. Yep. so yeah, I agree. And um, Mosley looked
0: like a superstar all throughout it. Um, how about it now, Seth Rollins? Um, you're talking about huh. this man took his ball and went home. Yeah, that that sure looked like a quitter to me, James.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I I feel like, at least to me. I feel like I've seen like the the match against Juice. Yep. And the match last night, I feel like I've seen the best two singles matches I've seen I've ever seen Ambrose have. Mm-hmm. Um so like that's kind of where we are at and you know I'm I'm actually more. I mean, I'm not more like I'm kind of like wow. Like, how's this dude gonna heal up in time to, to like get on the plane and then do fucking G one? <laughs> but but um, I'm, in, I'm actually like more intrigued to see like how he's gonna survive and how he's gonna do than even before now that this match. And now like now this dude like he's he's actually like put his money where his mouth is after like talking all that all that cash shit about like WWE and how he's been held back. Like he's living up to that. Like I you know. And then granted, most of the stuff wasn't even about, you know, wrestling, about actual Wrestling, is about the character stuff. Right. So it's like, this dude now is performing in the ring, you know, or he's having better, I don't want to say about performing, because obviously these matches are kind of um, different, right? Like, you got people jumping off fucking balconies and damn, near breaking their tailbones, and yeah. then like, you know, people jumping off ladders, but like, the match quality is higher now outside of WWE than it is, than it was in WWE, especially like the last two years, it's a single. So, um, like...
0: And then, like, he's put it's, together it's, it's, everything. It's
1: interesting. Like, I can, and, like, the, the angle they shot afterwards.
0: Yes. We'll, we'll get there in a moment. But, like, uh, the... The deal with him is like he's rounded off everything else outside of the ring to where he's just like this magnetic presence is like you you wanted John Mosley to be to make his entrance near you I don't like that he came through the um, the regular entrance or whatever I thought he should have came through the crowd again like and just like keep that or whatever but like, it's like when he enters the room the temperature changes and we don't know what's gonna happen but he's like he, there's just something about him, and he's drawing people in. He's drawing people to buildings. He's drawing people to, like, interact with his social media oh. in a way that, like, it never, like, worked. It like, for whatever reason, he had no interest in doing it. Maybe because WWE, like, you know, would micromanage it even more or whatever. Um, not saying that for fa- for fact, but um, just listening to his interviews. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, essentially, you know... I hate to use this comparison, right? But you remember when Trump won the election, and Van Jones was like, uh, "This is like a raw political talent, like like throw away, like whatever he's talking about." He figured it out, whatever how to how to connect. And I think Moxley's figured out the way to connect with people. Your eyes lit up. Did Kawhi Leonard just announce uh, he's going to the Lakers?
1: No. Um. What's your girl's name that's in the WNBA that does ESPN stuff? There's
0: a few of them.
1: Um, oh my god. Uh, Cheney. Not sure. I can't pronounce her last name. Um, Sorry for that. Oh. Oh. She's one of those, tw- she's one of the twins. I know the Parrish twins. Not the Paris twins. That's, Paris twins, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. I'm talking about Stanford. Um, oh, um, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name right now. <laughs> um, but... They, um... But anyway, basically, like, she was she was out there, uh, she was on ESPN, uh, The Jump, because they did a free entry special, because, you know, the Moratorium started at 6, and it was a multiple hour special, and they just went off air, and Rachel Nichols had like, this, uh, effect to where, like, she was letting off, like, cl- like, uh, like, the club, uh, you know, the, in the club, uh, the, the mist stuff, like, the psh! Yeah, one of them joints. She had a few of them around, like the set. So every time, like new news hit about somebody signing, she would hit that joint and, and like scare the shit out of like the people that are, you know, like some of the uh, panelists. So anyway, like they had so many panelists in because it was a it was like a multiple hour thing. So it needed people to do you know to do spot duty. So when they signed off, they had people like there and also people like outside and around, mm-hmm. like standing to show like all of them sign off. So she hits it one last time on the sign off, and Cheney was sitting underneath, directly underneath one of those mist things that went up and she's in a, she's in this fly red dress
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she got upskirted. Oh no. Like Nothing with nothing was shown, but like she's got completely just steamed. She got steamed or misted or whatever you want to call it. Like all through her hair and face and upper dress. And then like she walked off set. So that's why so I made the face like, Oh my God, like she's like, furious. <laughs> either she's in, either she's fierce or she's embarrassed or whatever else. But uh, she was, she was, she was, uh, she was killing that dress. I'll give her, I'll give her that. She was, she was wearing that dress. <laughs> Boy. Um, so, uh, so, so wh- back, what are talking back, about
0: back to the match. Like, so, so Joe, you know, you don't want to talk about
1: WNBA? No, no. We'll get, okay, uh, we, we can do All that right. another time, but <laughs> okay,
0: so. Joey Janela, uh, got the pay-per-view main event for the second show. Uh, I think that's huge, um, uh, for him and, you know, Got to be in there and be on that level, and that that that's the theme of the show. It seemed like, Moxley. yeah, I think, or excuse me, um, you know, Janella, yeah, that, Darby I Allen, think, Private Party, um,
1: it was a it was a night of elevation, essentially. Yeah, um, I I, I think it's more of a night. I was I won't say elevation as much as it is a night of showcasing. Like I mean, and we're gonna be doing that for a while, right? And I feel like that's gonna be part of the a part of a w is like they're always going to be constantly like showcased for people at different points like you know um because i feel like they're going to be bringing in people that, that you don't know but you will know or or you probably should know so they're going to provide that spotlight and like you know i think that's going to keep the product fresh um but as far as Janela, um i think Janela probably settles in in that mid-card pack as well right
0: right And I don't, I don't see him as a like world title guy or anything like that. Oh no, no. Mm. Like, I think he's of serious value because he has a built in fan base. He has his own like kind of cool aesthetic and he still has like Joe Janela spring break, which can be Mm -hmm. like, if you want to eventually integrate that with AEW or I don't know how that will work, you know, with the whole GCW that I don't know if they own that, you know, whatever, but, um, he can he can wrestle anybody. I think like that. He's he's gonna be a a great utility guy. Um, you know that you're gonna you can literally throw him in there with anybody. I'd watch a Kenny Omega Joey Janela match. I'd I'd watch a damn uh Joey Janela versus Hangman match. I'd watch a Joey Janela in a tag team match. Like I don't know. He's just a versatile, unique kind of performer for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. I I, I think um. I think as long as he's in there with somebody that either A can provide something that he doesn't, then he'll be good. Like you can't just have like death versus death Master. Like I don't want to say, I don't really want to see him versus Jimmy Havoc. I want right? to see him versus Jericho. Yeah. That's my point. Like, I want to see him versus like people that don't run. Like I want to see, you know, you know, spectacular high flyer versus, versus him. Like I want to see him versus Kenny's mentioned. Like I want to see, uh, Janela versus like someone, someone like Cody, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's kind of what I want to see out of him. I don't want to see him like, oh, like go out there and have your, you know, your, your clusterfuck with, with Jimmy Havoc or, or Darby <laughs> Allen, Like, cause like they're both, oh, so you're both going to jump off a of shit really high. Okay, cool. Oh, like man. you're both going to take danger. Oh, you're both going to take dangerous falls that can potentially kill you. Cool. Right. So, um, I, I think that, um, I think they need to just keep him as a treat him like if he's going to be your death match kind of guy, like, you know, you you use that sparingly. You don't have him out here doing it every every pay-per-view or whatever the hell we're calling these shows or even every, you know, big four show like a double or nothing or an all out slash in or whatever else. Like you have him do that thing like once a year.
0: This is Clash of the Champions, like that, that's all this okay. is. Like, okay. it. <laughs> fair, enough. It. fair enough. It's free. It's for everybody, and you know they're they're you know they're kind of pay per views too. But uh, after the match, Kenny Omega came out to beat that ass, like to to to, to roll up and and get some revenge um, for Moxley jumping out on him at um, Double or Nothing. I thought it was a nice little brawl they did. He ended up hitting him with the movie. He literally played the drums on this man because Kenny's a fucking, like, lunatic. And hit him with an electric guitar and everything like that. I
1: thought it was interesting that like by him the way he uh, he hit him with the drumsticks and also hit on the or tried to hit on the, the drum set is like is man's, it's clear and man maybe has touched a set of drumsticks like five times in his life ever. <laughs> I thought that was interesting to note. The interesting to know, it was like oh he's nah he just out here just winging it. <laughs> so,
0: so how hot is this Omega and Moxley thing now? Like they're they're in the business of selling pay per views right now, James. I oh like. my
1: god! Like i I mean for me it's bigger than Omega Jericho.
0: Oh yeah, from Double or Nothing.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Big, Like, I uh, you know the, obviously you know you got to worry about um, you know Build or whatever else, but like right now, I I care more about that than I ever cared about uh, Jericho Omega Mega mm-hmm. Two. Um, like I you know I had no idea what was going, on, but like I like I I, I want to see that. I feel like that's going to do bigger a bigger buy rate.
0: Yeah, it, it, that's going to be some really watch and you know oh and
1: and it's a thousand times bigger (laughs) maybe maybe a hundred thousand times bigger than the fucking tag or than the title match but you know it is what it is
0: jericho's gonna have to get on his like he's, he's gonna have to show show people why he's chris jericho why he makes all this money per match now and it's gonna be an uphill battle for him but i don't think he's gonna be able to swing that tide like as far as like oh
1: no you know, no, like the unless unless the, unless unless the Ross going to take Adam Page uh, Adam Page's spot or like <laughs> or or some star that's in WWE that's like this that that's like been treated like a star for the last couple of years that like is about to get out his contract and I'm or completely unaware of. Well, I don't think there's any of those right now. Like unless like a Seth Rollins or a Roman or an AJ or a Daniel Bryan or a Ricochet or Johnny Gargano is going to show up, or, you know. Like I don't think that's I don't think that's going to like do it i just don't
0: I, I just enjoy the fact that kenny omega's gonna get the show how to do a uh, uh a blood feud with john moxley the right
1: way <laughs> seth rollins um that that's funny considering that like you know seth and seth and uh and dean used to know how to do it and then like they forgot. i forgot uh, apparently so well, apparently so
2: yeah
1: I still, I'll, I'll never get over that. I'm I will like, never you,
0: forgive that feud. Like
1: you, I, you, you've done it two times before, and both times were excellence. Right? <laughs> like I'm looking. It's funny because I'm looking at Chad's. Uh, I'm looking. Chad's book is right in front of me, and that that feud was somewhere in the top fifty. I'm assuming, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And it's probably in the forties, maybe. And then like, okay, so like they're gonna add to it. Thank God. And now the dynamics have changed. Right. And they fucked it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. They fucked it totally. Oh, uh, but speaking of
0: fucking it, uh, Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh my god! But overall, I thought Fighter Fest was a was a great show. A another positive sign for AEW, and you know if they're gonna do this, this if this is the level, like I can rock with it. I, like <laughs> th-
1: this is what I'll say. On the TV copy, I thought it was. I think. Um, I think it was a good show, maybe even a very good show. But the thing that may really take away is like the stuff that was supposed to matter all came through. So from that perspective, like if if you're if you're about a um, if if Cody's one of your top if Cody's one of the top four, he succeeded by the end of the night. Um, The Young Bucks and Kenny that match was was a great match. Um, Moxley's first match in AEW home run. Grand Slam, whatever the hell you want to call it, Touchdown, Slam Dunk, Alley Oop, whatever, right? Triple Play, whatever fuck, whatever thing for success you want to call it, right? Um, that So, from that perspective, like, it was one of those things where, like, it was a good show in, like, the stuff that people quote-unquote tuned in to see or paid to see, whatever else, like, that stuff came through uh, in a bigger way than most of the card did. So, like, in that perspective, like, it it, it was a success. It was a success. Yeah, and... <laughs> Just don't do no more fucking headshots.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um, they're going to... If they're smart, they'll stay away from that, because that's... It's a battle. <laughs> Excuse me. That's an argument you can't really win, because you can't prove you're right why would and, you want to win it? Right, and you can't like
1: like oh we rattle oh we rattle this this niggas brains inside of his skull right. like oh he'll be okay no don't do it right What's wrong with do
0: and, and you can only like create negativity around doing something like that. But speaking of negativity, a show where all the heels went over. We don't talk about Ring of Honor much on this show, and usually it's for for good reason. Somehow I got talked into watching this show. No, know, I don't watch or care for. Who ring talked of you honor.
1: into it? Was it the fact that, like I said, I'm kind of interested in watching this show? Uh, like earlier in the week, is that what it was? It was
0: that, in the combination of getting invited over uh, to watch it with Josh and Jeremy. I was like, "All right, I'll watch it." Then, like hey. I, I'm not doing anything else. Uh, but you see, I ain't go over there. This was
1: <laughs> no, no, answer, no. Respond to that one. You see, I ain't go over there.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: This ring of honor.
0: It's ring of oh, look, honor. It's ring of it,
1: honor. Look,
0: guess Post what, what Richie did during the show? What? Sleep.
1: Are you fell asleep? <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, I,
0: fell man. Asleep. I fell asleep for a good portion of of the card. Uh and I picked my spots well. Um you know, I was that whole Jonathan Gresham match where he's punching people in the dick after sleep. Um the the Allure match, sleep. <laughs> just just falling in and out and I'm just, like, reading the results. What did you think of this, man? Because this is just, this company oh. is, like, they're, they got all these dudes on there that seem to have something going for them. Right. Or have something special about them. They all get beat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm just going to go through the car real quick. I'm pulling up right now. But, um, yeah, so, you're right. Like, the first thing is, like, all right, they're just basically pushing all their homegrown talent. As, or, or let me phrase it like the incumbents the people that are more tenured or whatever as opposed to like hey man like i don't know what it is with i don't know what it is with these with some companies but like their insistence on people wanting to push their guys even though like they're not the hotter actor or the or, or the act that has more potential to um potentially make you money in the future mm-hmm. i don't know i'll never i'll never understand it like that is that is top-notch venturi so um because if you do it right they'll all become your guys no, well, they're already all your guy because you pay because yeah. you have them on a contract. You goddamn dummies! Right, like, it's, right. it's, 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 like when Vince beats Sting or whatever else to to in theory, then get Triple H heat so that he can get his ass whipped by Ronda Rousey uh, two hours later at WrestleMania Thirty One. That is fucking dumb. Because well, let's not even get into the part that we're like they never even had the fucking match they were trying to build towards. <laughs> let's let's just focus on the fact that it's like, look, man, if he's a loser, he can lose again. It's fine. Like, Triple H is a sting. Was that going to do anything to kill uh, Triple H's heat? He's Triple H. He's done nothing but beat motherfuckers for the last uh, 15 years. You know, it's right, WWE somehow. versus
0: WCW. You know.
1: we, we moved on we moved on something to the other. And there's nothing like Goldberg. <clears throat> Goldberg uh went out there and lost to uh, lost to uh Undertaker Bigger. just the other day uh, a few weeks ago after they did what they, they apparently they started saying it was WCW versus WWE and you immediately knew that WWE yeah. was going to win even though if you say who's more likely before that match when Goldberg got severely concussed and maybe maybe damaged his neck if you were to say who has more of a shelf life as far as being able to sell some matches undertaker or goldberg the answer is goldberg because look at his run in 2016 to 17 as opposed to undertaker who like we we didn't even want to put him on wrestlemania this year yeah yeah so we we lost past the point yeah 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 the the returns have been diminished so anyway uh moving moving back to let your hand about ring honor like you look up and down the card and you see it. It's like okay, uh, you decide to do rush Roosh versus Flip and he put on the pre-show and it's like okay, whatever. Um, they had a good match. Um, Don Castle versus Dragon Lee. Don Castle's out here in the fucking Larry Bird back brace from the, from the <laughs> late nineties, early or from late eighties, early nineties. Like he he looks like he look. You know he looks like Don Castle out here looking like Larry Bird in the Dream Team photo.
0: God damn, but with long yeah. hair.
1: Yes. Yes. So, and then I guess we gotta talk about it. That man got a back so bad, Steve Nash is jealous. Dude, no, I'm not talking about the back injury. I'm talking about like the back zits. Like, I mean, it would. I mean, the back zits would make gender blush. Like, it. it, it, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, dude, he. I mean, look, your back's in shambles like that, and you got the back brace on. You got the high ass trunks to cover up the back brace. You're out here looking like. I don't know. He got them draws from Greg the Hammer Valentine, my guy. Like, <laughs> so, I've um, oh,
0: looking like Dino Bravo. Like, got that shit pulled up to the nipple.
1: Like, like-, <laughs> like I watched him and then I watched him. Keep in mind, like, you know, we all had something to say about like the mistake it was for Supercar Honor Honor um, at, uh, in New Orleans to have the Dawn Castle versus uh, Marty Scroll match go on, Marty Scroll match go on last as opposed to Kenny versus Cody. However, um you watch that match and you see like the athlete that Don Castle was, and that athlete ain't here with us right now in 2019. Um and you know, pretty much like right after that match, like his back with the shit. Right? And if his back is in the way <coughs> if his back is affecting the way he wrestles to that extent, then maybe he needs to take some time off. Yeah. Um because he was out there wrestling Dragon Lee. He's wrestling Dragon Lee, and he decided to go out there and, and wrestle like he. I mean, I don't want to turn it to a pejorative thing, but like he wanted to wrestle like he was the Miz. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, Dragon Lee, you know, he don't have no bad matches, so you know, it, 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 it and I thought it turned, I, and I thought it turned decent uh, towards the end of that match. I did see that whole match, uh, like good, you know, three and a quarter,
1: three and a half. Um, I, I wouldn't go three and a half. I would have probably gave it a flat three.
0: Yeah, and I think Dragon Lee, like, poor guy. and they had to beat that that's guy. The
1: worst, that's the worst singles match I've ever seen Dragon Lee have. But then again, like, I don't really watch a bunch of them, but, like, every time, like, I, I find it hard for Dragon Lee to wrestle the way he does consistently and to see him, like, wrestle something that's under, like, three and three quarters. Like, mm-hmm. that dude is phenomenal, and that dude works hard, and that dude takes risks to make his match be at a certain level. And, like, it ultimately was Dragon Lee. I mean, they even told a story in the match and um, of, you know... Like he's more or less racing, or he's more or less racing, wrestling. I can't. Uh, I'm looking at. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching indie racing right now on the TV. As I was, as I was saying, trying to say wrestles so and turning my mic. Sorry, but he's in the middle of wrestling uh, Roosh's brother because of what happened at um, MSG. So it's like the story is like I'm going to be, I'm going to stress your brother or whatever else as you know retribution and like that's why he finished the match off by doing. You know the the whatever the horn, the double foot stomp into the corner mm-hmm. into the uh, bottom turnbuckle. So, I, I I mean I it it just it just didn't. I two years ago you expected like a way better mashing this, a way better mashing this, and it's like I only thing I can really chalk it up to is like Dalton's just that beat up to where it's like that dude needs to take a break.
0: Yeah. What what else I got on the show? Keep going. Oh uh, oh
1: I mean okay yeah so uh, after that jeez. Um, you have the Allure versus uh Ginny Rose and Kelly Klein. Ooh. Yeah, this match okay, so apparently Manly Leon just came back from uh or whatever else. Angelina Love, she was in the match, but Angelina Love is like she's carrying the bulk of the match throughout. Kelly Klein is in the match and I thought like the, the exchanges between like Kelly Klein and Angelina Love were, were they were they were they were good to above average, right? Mm-hmm. Um but like anything that involving them was just not wasn't on point. Um yeah. Uh, so and you know they ultimately it doesn't really matter because it sets up to where uh, at the end you have uh, Maria uh, Maria Manic she shows up and she basically she comes in and she gets like the immediate like Goldberg push she comes out um, and she like lays wait like the allure shook of, shook of them uh, security comes out because of course like what the fuck is this you know this non-talent doing here like well i, don't, I mean honestly like they probably security but i don't know why they ain't just go out there and bring out bully ray right so <laughs> uh she she lays waste to them like she she power bombs one of them she gets like she throws them around it's like yo or she actually power bomb one from over the top ropes onto the onto geeks on the Geek security guard members on the floor and i'm just like yo give her a racket, give her a rocket strap like make her be like gober running through a lord like this like it's uh, uh like her going through a lord like it's gober running through the nwo like anything that <laughs> like she like it got over that now I'm like yo this is awesome like it was, i thought this was probably like the best thing they did all night so um she's a part of the future
0: uh, thing yeah she's one of uh, jordan grace's homegirls i
1: believe all right can she wrestle like jordan grace think so i think so if she can she should be the champion last week <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh so then from there they do best of three the, the final of the best of three between uh kenny king and Jay lethal like i thought they were having a good match so they start fucking stuff up left and right um right yeah, like, it was all I, I good until it was all good until it started going all wrong right the, the so, best
0: thing about this was the video package where kenny king yes. uh, they showed he got blasted by the great muda and he went blind
1: james <laughs> he went blind. Yes, that was that was probably the funniest thing of the entire night. Yes, that part where he was like he and then he walks out, he can see but he has a walking has stick feel I'm like boy you ain't shit. Like you, you you're terrible for this one. Um so so yeah, I mean, I I thought I thought it fell apart um in like the, you know, in the middle like the 2 thirds of it, but then like, you know, the finishing stretch the crowd was into the finishing stretch really big. Uh so I mean, it wasn't – they should have had a better match, but it, it fell apart in the middle way, but they kind of pulled it back together at the end. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that was a – I wouldn't say that's the worst thing in the world. I mean, Kenny King is, what, in his late 30s, right? Yes. So it's like, all right, now or never. I mean, because, like, I mean, you can beat Jay Lethal to death and it won't matter because Jay Lethal is Jay Lethal is Jay Lethal. He's always right. going to be Jay Lethal, right? So he, he is the Ring on a legend. So – like sure, if 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 you feel like it's time to promote Kenny King, then sure. You probably should do that shit like five years ago, but here we are now. <laughs> um So then we get uh Jonathan Gresham we get Gresham versus Silas Young in a, uh, I think it's called a Pure Rules match, right? Okay, so this match, as is being told to me, as it's gonna be laid out, is Silas Young has been cheating in matches against him and low blowing him and rebels are looking, and he's cheating. So the babyface wants a pure rules match so that um, it's strictly pro wrestling because uh, Silas Young has a gimmick of saying he's the last real man, and he's a, you know almost not a five billion, but like he's like I am a wrestler, like I'm a grappler, I am a hooker, I am a stretcher, right? Like I, you know, I'm all, I mean I got everything but the jun- but the dungeon certification. So they have the match, and the rules are um, you have three rope breaks. It's a it's basically more or less like it's a you can get pinned or submitted uh but if you get caught in a submission there are or in a hole there are three you get three rope breaks. After the third one you're there is no rope escape so you're fucked. Right. Um and then uh, there is another rule to where you're allowed one you're allowed one close fisted uh strike. Uh and you get a basically you get a warning and the second one is an ultimate, automatic disqualification. So you can still pin people or whatever else. So as I hear the rules "rules" says match, I'm thinking, like, this match is going to be death. Like, this is, like, <laughs> this match is going to be, like, it's an Iron Man match, except, like, so people are going to send, this is, like, a match where, like, people are going to send their hands until, like, you have all gotten rid of breaks. all the stuff. Or, or like, you know how we talk about, like, the War Games uh, uh, matches in, in XC, where it's, like... There, there is it can nothing can be won until everybody's out here. So I just gotta sit here on and just watch the wrestling and hope that it's good enough to overcome the fact that I know nothing can ultimately come of this. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll see how this works in 2019. They did some smart stuff in this match. It did not matter. Um they did some neat stuff on how to like basically uh basically to get rid of people's uh uh rope breaks did not matter. Um Ultimately, nobody gave a, sh- a flying fuck until everybody's uh, rope breaks were exhausted. Um, they also did a they also did a, a weird thing where Gresham's babyface, Gresham, got up in the count for rope breaks, which is like so you're getting rid of the heat at point. It happened. that happened early in the <laughs> match too. Like Gresham, Gresham was uh, Gresham only had uh, one rope break and then he got up to a one-two advantage on Silas. Was like, why would you do this? Like the heat is the babyface coming back, not staying on top. Like what you know. <sighs> anyway, think, so it, yeah, this, it reminded me of almost like the Seth and um the Seth and Ziggler match, uh from that they got shadow. Yes. It's like you have to understand some things. We want to cheer for one guy. Like if one guy is clearly ahead, they have no reason to cheer anymore. So maybe not do that. So anyway, they get to the end in the match, and like I said, the story is that Salasen has been cheating and cheating has been cheating in different spots on uh against Gresham. So Gresham. Gets the opportunity where the revs isn't looking, so he low blows Silas as revenge. In theory, or in most cases, that works because turn uh, was it uh revenge is fair play or whatever the turnabout's fair play or whatever the saying right. is like like look, you know comeuppance. You're, you're right, comeuppance. Like you did this, there, I get you back. Like a lot of great stories, all professional wrestling of that. Like it's Undertaker finally bashing Sean's face in with a steel chair after he got screwed at Hell in the Cell after what happened at SummerSlam uh '97. It's uh you know before another example another hell in some match it's ambrose like ambrose and seth were like before bray brought his ass out of the fl- for the fuck finish like seth had tried to murder dean by stomping him through some center blocks so at the end of that match he beats uh, or he beats seth's ass and he pulls out a center block he's going to stomp his head through his turn about fair play like that's good storytelling in this case after going through that proof rules ma- that that pure rules match for that long through all of that all that rigmarole for him to low blow the crowd rejected it and I guess you know I don't know if they didn't know the story or whatever else because you know a lot of people when it comes to Ring Honor they're not following that TV because why the fuck would you follow that TV
2: yeah
1: um so they just thought oh you turned heel so that you know, that just means your TV's not strong enough for people to know what the fuck's going on. So like, this fuck, is a so, horribly
0: booked promotion. Um, I, I mean, right now it is. Yeah. It's just bad. Like, so, I was so that's so, puzzled
1: throughout a lot of this. So from, so basically what I'm saying is all, all is like that thing was like actually made some sense, but it backfired on him. So it backfired on them because like their TVs weak right now. So that, so that sucks for them. Right. Um, even when you try so sometimes you even try to do good things. Like it's still, you know, you, you know, you get screwed. So, Eli Drake versus Aldis versus the Briscoe Brothers. I thought they had different points in this match. It was good. Um, but, uh, I mean, it went to a time on the draw. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> right. And then, you know.
0: Was a star made during this or anything like
2: no. that?
1: No. No. Okay. No. It's another one I slept on. So no, it's not. <laughs> then we're going to get to the one that really drew my fucking ire. Um. Ring of Honor World Television title match. Shane Taylor versus Bandito. They beat Bandito for Shane Taylor. So Shane Taylor can continue to be uh the television champion. Um Wow. Yeah. Beat him clean the a sheet too. Like the match um match was the match was surprisingly better than I thought it was gonna be for most of the match. And then they hit the spot. I don't know if you remember the spot, but Shane Taylor comes off the Shane Taylor's big ass comes off the second rope uh, for a crossbody. And Bandito catches him in follow away slam position and holds him there. And he didn't fucking budge. He didn't he didn't buckle. He didn't tremble. He stood there as if he was like a fifty pound plate. And I just like holy shit. And like boy, people Bandito talk about how strong wrong, Bandito man. is and you and you remember the, the follow away or the um the moon the fallaway moon saw he did uh when he was holding um dragon lee and... Ishimori. Who was that? yeah and Ishimori for the you know um at at Matt's Square garden but like this was something completely different and he he caught him and i was like yo that's that's incru-. like it, 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 like i ain't seen i haven't seen like a feat of strength like that since like cesaro like putting uh putting a uh, big, big show role. up in, like in the in the power slam position and power slamming his ass <laughs> at WrestleMania 30 like i was like yo this is awesome so you know, Shane Taylor won. I was just like, "Oh, okay." So they he pulled that he pulled that spot of his ass for nothing, more or less. Cool, great, fantastic. Um, next match after that. Uh, next match after that is um, Villain Enterprises versus uh, Lifeblood so Lifeblood like there's no juice there no Tenelle Dashwood so it is I mean obviously she won't be wrestling but like she's a bigger star right now than uh, other people listening so it is Mark Haskins PJ Black the former uh, the former Justin Gabriel and Tracy Williams Tracy Williams looks like he like he's cosplaying like he wants to be uh, Shibata so bad so like you know that match is good Um, there's botches in it but like it's, it's entertaining the crowd's really into it crowd enjoys it I mean like birdie King birdie King is out here doing like Phoenix mywatani uh like double double arm drag or double arm drag deals after he's like goes, up gets a basically springboard uh Arabian flips and arm drags and whatever else it's like yo this is like this dude that size looking like honestly that size and that like you know body type of being sloppy like that like it's really impressive that someone that looks like that can you know, can do all that kind of stuff. He uh he did some cool stuff with him and PCO with dives, whatever else where like he basically like monkey flips him um off the apron onto uh life blow on the on the floor. Um and it looked like uh Williams almost got his head crushed underneath uh PCO's body against the mat on that fall. I thought, you know, that that could have been dangerous. So anyway I can't remember even won the match. I just remember like liking parts of it, and then like parts of it. But like ultimately, um, some other group comes and makes, and beats up uh, Life's Blood. So your boy makes the save. Uh, Bandito comes out, and makes a save, and then Bully Ray, who you know we thought you can get through a Ring Honor Show without Bully Ray, wrong. We got to sprinkle some more shit on top of this Sunday. Comes out. And so, naturally, because, you know, Flip comes out to make the save, so then they hand him a shirt, a Lifeblood shirt. Like, all right, cool. This so then, made no fucking sense at it's all. Run-ins on, it's run-ins on run-ins on run-ins. Right? Like, they have the match. Villain Enterprise, well, they they retained their titles. What the
0: video they, part. That's what yeah, I'm getting at, but
1: That's my point. It's run-ins on run-ins run-ins, and then also this is, like, super convoluted. So... You have the you have the match. For the life or sorry, villain enterprises retain their titles. Then there's a run-in from another uh, trio's faction or from another faction. Then Bandito comes in because he's also in Lifeblood. Then Bully Ray, who's not affiliated with none of this shit to my knowledge, comes in and try <laughs> and, uh, and, and just wants to fuck stuff up because like I, I got to get my shine in somehow, some way. Then Flip comes out. Flip clears out uh, because they have a history with Bully Ray. Clears out Bully Ray. So then they were like, "Hey man, you kind of cool. Like, here's Lifeblood shirt." So they hand him a Lifeblood shirt, and all of a sudden lights cut off, and then they show a pre-tape video that we didn't know pre-tape at the time, and only to make sense in Richmond. it was pre-tape where it shows Marty on the screen who was just fucking out here, <laughs> saying that like, "Yeah, like I see Lifeblood. Y'all got a new partner." Uh but we'll let y'all know, like, I'm we'll gonna show you who the who the fourth member of uh Villain Enterprises is, and then they pan over and fucking flip. So it's fucking flipped. So <laughs> it's like
0: how did you know to like play this? So, like, so you
1: So what basically what you're saying is in theory, you knew that like this third faction had nothing to do with y'all was gonna make a run-in. Then you knew that uh Bandino was gonna try to uh make this uh, bandito was gonna make the save. Bandito is gonna make the save. Then you knew that Bully Ray was going to was going to just fuck stuff up because he just wants to be like a force of nature. He wants to be a, a a Chaos agent, right? So and then you knew So then you knew like implement it now implement the plan implement, yeah, Strategy play the video. Strategy, strategy, th- strategy 38 we're gonna bring flip out there to then like help make the safer life But and then we're gonna whoop like we're gonna make him make it a safer life But then we're gonna help him whoop life blood's ass so,
0: you know what this reminds like, me of? And the same motherfuckers involved. No, I wasn't going to say higher I power. Say oh, higher aces power. and eights? Aces and eights, yes. Oh, okay, no, you whoop my ass, but I'm the leader. Like <laughs> You didn't whoop my ass for nine months, but I'm actually the leader.
1: Like Jesus Christ. So, after all those running ins,
0: The higher power, won- you can at least say motherfuckers were being like, they were operating underhanded. Like, they were trying to fool people.
1: Yes, yes, that's a good point. Fair enough, fair enough. Right? So... I mean, they still don't explain like Vincent, like letting his daughter be like subject Never to mind nonsense. <laughs> no but mind whatever, whatever. It, look, it still does look. Regardless of whatever we have to say about the higher power shit, like it still made more sense than this. So, uh, so then they beat the hell out of them, and they let and somebody sets up a chair, a uh, table on the floor, um, by a ring, by a turnbuckle. So it's way too close. I'm thinking as he land as he's about to do whatever he's going to do that he may clip that uh, flip might clip the ropes or the edge of the apron before making his uh, final descent towards the table. So he goes up there. He doesn't clip anything, but because it's so close, I guess the force of the flip uh, and the elevation he gets because he gets he has hops leapers. he, you know, you stick the, you know, you stick the hands on the four to try to make sure to like you don't over rotate and like you know bounce your skull off of the off the off of the uh, mat or the floor. 60, 60 arms out for breaks or whatever else, and he ends up immediately grabbing his elbow or, sh- or arm, and I'm thinking like fuck, he may have just shattered his form. Well, it turns out he dislocated his elbow and they popped it back in, but like you know, who knows how long he's out or if he's out or whatever else. But like this is a guy that just recently. You know, he's been dealing with injuries because of the way he wrestles. And it's like, damn, that sucks. So, um, you know, ain't nothing like that. Ain't nothing like that. Everything was a failure. We got someone injured. We we shot, we shot something convoluted and confusing. And, like, no one wants to see a, a match. Outstanding, guys. What a trifecta. And then, yeah. the main event of the night. Oh, my God.
0: I saw this whole thing.
1: Matt Taven versus Jeff Cobb. Now, um... I have some I have I, I finally realized who uh who Taven looks like, but I'm not gonna say it on air because I have a bunch of jokes that go with it, and I I refuse to say it on air because like it is totally irresponsible. So I'm not gonna say it on air. <laughs> well, so well, just it's just it's, just, it's just it's you know weirdness. like we like to be transparent. We like to be transparent about saying look man, like we have no pause about selling our souls, but, like, we will be transparent about saying we will sell, or about selling our souls, or we will say, like, if there's something that we can't say uh, for, for the sake of, you know, decency or bread, we're just not gonna say it. And we'll be honest with you like, look, bro, we're not saying that. I'm not saying this shit on air, but, like, I guarantee you, when we get off air and I say who it looks like, you're gonna fucking die, and you'll be like, he does. Anyway, Damn. so...
0: <sighs> that man came out in that Halloween costume, um,
1: the the, the the soft piano music, like it gets me every time. It's like, yeah. this is what you get. This is what he's coming out to, huh?
0: Yeah. All and right. Then Jeff Kyle's out there, and the you you start looking, and like, huh? It's like eleven forty nine, but then you think, oh, they can just go or whatever, and then you forget, oh, they're actually on pay per view. On pay per view. They fucking yep. have a hard cap. How is this yep. going to work? But then you for, kind of forget because. You've been conditioned you you should, by WWE; uh, they, yeah. they, they can just go as long as they want, but that's not how it works. So. Right?
1: And you're so used to everything being on streaming. Or you so use everything be on streaming; they can go as long as they want. But like that pay per view thing, you forget about it. So next, I didn't even look at the time, but I just saw the match, and I'm like, okay, they have a good match. You're doing a good match, and then all of a sudden, he pins him. It's on over. Head, what?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I thought that this was a good like first third of a match. Where's the rest? What's going on here? And and then I thought like, oh wow. There, and then I, then after that, I realized there was a time. There was a time, and I thought like myself, well, if you knew that, why the fuck didn't you wrap up some of the stuff that went way too long?
0: So it was poor booking throughout the show, poor, poor time timing. management, uh, yeah. poor matches in some cases. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Just... And then like putting Jeff Cobb in a position to lose his winning streak. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's another
1: thing. It was funny because they put over on the pre-show, Coleman and In and, and Colt. All three of them put over the fact that like Roosh and Jeff Cobb are the only two undefeated men in in uh, Ring of Honor. Anybody in the, the night beat him in eight minutes. Yeah, fuck him.
0: Yeah,
1: why and, and and why and the people most and listen, most people logic for why uh, Taven won this match was what. Was because well, Jeff Cobb's going to, in the G1 and he, he's going
0: he to gonna lose. Be,
1: right. He's going to be in the G1 and we don't want him. And we don't want to ring Honor champion to be out here taking L's like that. So what we're going to. So what you're saying is your idea to avoid him losing a bunch is was to losing. beat him. Exactly. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't if, make the match. If,
0: if anyone's going to beat him, it's going to be our guy.
1: <laughs> don't make the match. But the thing is, right. Taven beats him, right?
0: Yep.
1: And then on, over the course of the next month, he's gonna lose like four other times, at least maybe yeah. six. Yeah. So how impressive that win really gonna be in a month from now, by by at the end of August? None at all. I don't he's think not, oh, he thinking beat about this about it that month long. politics bullshit. I
0: don't. I don't. Outstanding.
1: Think. Great job, guys.
0: And, and then there ring of honor seems like they're scared to death. That everyone's about to like abandon ship on that promotion, so they refuse to push any of them. That's like seems to be the overarching theme here. Oh,
1: you, oh, you mean like um, like Skrull? Yes,
0: yeah, like Marty Bandito.
1: I mean, I mean, I mean they gave him a faction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they gave him a faction, and they're the trio's champions or whatever else. But like, they're the trio's champions. Like that, Marty, Marty should have won the belt at Super Connor Honor in right. um, two thousand seventeen. I don't, I don't and know. What they what never got around to
2: it.
0: I don't know what Cobb's relationship is with uh, like. Any of the guys in AEW, but uh, Bandito, uh, you know everything could be different for him right now. Had he chose to go to AEW in like a alternate universe, I think it may have been Tom that said this. It was like it could have been Bandito and the Lucha Brothers against um, Kenny and the Elite. I mean,
1: I mean at the same time, like a a lot of the a lot of the uh, decisions to go to Ring Honor had to do with stuff that had nothing to do with Ring Honor, right? Like a lot of that stuff is like that can get me into Best Super Juniors, right? Like that can get me like in the, that can get me into new japan. japan and like that can get me like you know like roosh and i think dragon lee like they you know like they've got they hooked up with ring honor to secure the visas yep right so it's like some of that stuff wasn't just exclusively about like oh this is the best place for my rescue. a lot of this was like this is for my family or whatever else like i can't really knock them for that kind of mm-hmm. thing and it's like look man the contracts ain't forever
0: right and I he, look, he, he he's, he's gonna gonna already in
1: here, so like who knows what happens with him. Like, I wish him the best because, like, I love watching Dragon League Russell, and I want to watch as much Dragon League as possible. Like, while the time still permits because who knows when the fuck he ain't gonna be able to wrestle like this no more.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: because he's a psychopath.
0: And I think but, some people um, are talking about Roosh WWE,
1: um, too, to get in there with Andrade. Like, and Roosh would make a lot of sense, yeah. Roosh make a lot of sense in WWE, like, um. Like he is the charismatic guy that, that they would they would like. Um, his English is better than Andrade's. He's not as good He's not as good a worker as workers, Andrade. But I mean, who is like? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, yeah exactly, right. <laughs> so, um, like I could de- I could definitely see that or whatever else, and I see why like they're pushing like, and I'm glad they're him like that because that dude is oozing with with, with just <laughs> like. Has you ever seen somebody with hair like that that looks like like? He he, like he looks like he will fuck you up and then take your woman. That is the best way I could put it. Yes, like yeah, like and then like like oh,
0: I need the faction like the, the Angel Garza Andrade <laughs> Humberto oh and, and him like the Latino hor- four horsemen like like run it like uh, put, so put, put all the boys in there, suits? who's
1: the, who's, the, who's the faction? Name me a faction so, again. So
0: it'd be Andrade, it'd uh-huh. be Humberto Carrillo. It, okay, it
1: be, I, I, the reason I asked you to say back is like, do you make sure you put Umberto on here? Now? Yes, yes, Umberto <laughs> okay, Carillo, okay. Uh, Garza, and Rouge. Yeah, yeah and, like apparently Garza and, um, and, and um, Umberto are related. I think they're cousins. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were a tag team, I heard. Really? I believe they were, I heard they were a tag team. Like, I could be wrong, but I feel like they were a tag team. It, it was like
1: Ultimo Ninja and Ultimo something. I, don't, okay. I forgot. I, don't I, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to get on the internet and, and, and uh, go find some of them. Yeah. that sounds incredible.
0: <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I think it's going to wrap the show up. Uh, we were going a little long here, but uh, that's okay. We were reviewing some big shows here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Check out all the other great shows here on the network. Uh, Keeping It Strong Style. These guys, I, they have a huge announcement uh, that they're going to share with you on their show. Uh, I will not steal their thunder uh, <laughs> by just revealing it here. Uh, but that will be Tuesday. Uh, of course, we got Ricky and Clive. Uh Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. They're back. Uh, We've got Grown Men Watch This Shit on the network as well. We've got NXT Then Now Forever with James. And we've got um, Get In The Ring with Danny and Mike. And also uh, with Floyd and Amy, All Things Elite. So they dropped an excellent immediate reaction show to to this. As I mentioned earlier, there there is a uh, JRJ show, like Josh Rich, uh, Jeremy show, dropping... Um, we were driving in the car, so it's it's a unique kind of conversation. Um, and it's probably like you know a little over like an hour and a half, and this was literally the drive from Daytona back to Tampa. So, um, you you guys will get uh, that. I don't know if uh, uh, Jeremy's gonna edit out the uh, fun that we we saw on the road and our live reactions to it, which was like insane. Um, but there, me, I drove. Oh God, yeah. So yeah um yeah it it was uh i i to say i kept everyone safe so (laughs) but uh yeah
1: yeah real safe driving you know 500 speed limit and shit
0: yeah i ain't i ain't trying
1: to you you look you drive like you got bricks in the trunk
0: (laughs) that's funny but um yeah you got anything to say before we get up out of here
1: No, nothing. I mean, uh, for those that are kind of wondering, like, what the fuck is the WWE talk? Um, We did the midweek thing where we, like, talked about Bischoff and Heyman, and uh, we talked about, like, almost like a part two about Seth. And I think... um yeah so like i guess check be on the lookout for that uh whatever later further down on the on the podcast feed uh so yeah i mean i don't i'm trying to figure out what's what's up for next week example like because it feels like every weekend we're getting you know a, a, a big show so i know like extreme rules is not next week the weekend after that so i'm trying to well, i'm trying to first day figure to out my mind, like, what's next weekend first day to g1 g1 Dallas. Ooh, that's right so we'll have so we'll have that to talk about yep. sorry uh Sorry, keeping it strong I'll Suck it. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: we'll, we'll uh, be touching on that and um, whatever stories may arise because I'm not going to, you know, spend a bunch of time on the main roster. So,
1: um, I mean, the thing is look, ultimately, like, there's a lot of stuff to watch um, as as this show just showed you, as this show that we just did shows you. Like, there's AEW, there's Ring of Honor, like, they're going to have big shows occasionally. Um, you know, we might have to. well, uh, I I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, we might have to bring Caleb in to when they, next time they do a pay per view. It for Slam oh, Slammiversary Anniversary uh, on Sunday of so, oh, this coming Sunday. Uh, yes. So we'll have that. Apparently, yeah, oh, we'll, so do we'll, 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 have, we'll do a preview. We'll probably do a post show. Bought. We'll do a post show. Yeah, we'll ha-
0: show. have Caleb on and figure that out. So
1: oh god.
0: Ho- hopefully his internet it'll hold up. So you know.
1: So, sorry, America. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, world.
0: Yeah, but that's going to wrap the show up. Uh, We will holler at y'all next time. Peace.
1: Later